So we had evacuations because of the fire. Yeah. And, you know, it was a real stressful time. And mm-hmm. I had to make some real stressful decisions. Yes. And one of those being what albums I was going to grab when I left. Um, what you grab? See, so what had happened was <laughs> I saw all my signed albums. And I was like, damn, I can't get those back. So That's I'm going to take those with me. So that was some ATs, some Astro, uh, Got7, you know, all that stuff. And then I looked at some of my other albums like, wow, you know, I got a lot of that. I have a whole closet full of albums. Um, yeah. I took my Got7 albums. <laughs> Look, this is how you know deep love. down. It, yeah. For real, true love. I mean, like, love. Y'all, y'all say that I'm a BTS stan, 100% you old. Are. Like, they are my olds. But just remember, when there was a fire and I was put to the test, <laughs> the albums I left in my bag were got seven. But I did take my BT21 stuff. So there's that. Yes. I mean, all right, fine. It's it's equal. But I'm I'm still naming you the resident BTS stand. That, that's okay. I take that crown. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. So welcome. Welcome back, everybody, to Connected Podcast. If you didn't know us by now, Connected Podcast is a podcast show where you join us for topics related to Asian entertainment and culture. This is episode 16. Oh, 16 already? Yeah, I know. I mean, it should have been 16 already, like, months ago, but let's not talk about that. What we're going to say now (laughs) is we're going to discuss where we're at in our relationship with K-pop. I know that from... The moment that I started it, the moment that I really deep dived, the moment that I felt changed the most was like three distinct, distinct moments mm. in time in my relationship with K-pop. I feel like if, let's say, for instance, I didn't meet you, Marie, I think my relationship with K-pop would be so much more reduced than it is right now. <laughs> um, I personally think uh, the way that we engage in K-pop is also reflected in the changes in the world, how we report news now. Um, social media definitely is different. So I feel like um, anybody who's a K-pop fan and has been a fan for, let's say, at least a year, there's so much that has happened in a year. Especially, I don't God, think, yeah. Exactly. I don't think anybody can say the way that I started is still the same way that I view it, you know? Yep. And before we even get into all of that drama, <laughs> we have to introduce our new member. Yeah. Nikki. <laughs> um, Nikki is now our newest member of Connected. So you'll be seeing her a lot more during different Connected activities and different content that will be coming up. Um, and it's your girl Tandy and Marie on the track as well. What do you do? <laughs> but Sam unfortunately could not join us tonight because Aww. she's sick. Aww. So, you know, oh, we wanted to let her rest. We wish her well. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Nikki, why did you why did you join us? Um, <laughs> first, I, first I was accosted. No, no, no. <laughs> um <laughs> I actually found connected during this quarantine we call yeah. COVID nineteen. And I, it's when you, actually, my relationship with Connected was like my relationship with K-pop. You just, you just gelled very well. Oh, (laughs) I'm like, where can, where is this going? (laughs) How is she going to take this? No, no. I, I came in as a fan of Connected. I like the community that they created 
for us crazy, sometimes lonely K-pop stands. And um, one day, I again, I was accosted. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, asked to join this wonderful family in a different way than a child of connected. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now I am a Ajuma of connected. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, I am happy to be part of the connected family in this way. I am forever grateful for. Candy, Marie, and Sam for welcoming welcoming me with wonderful virtual arms, and yeah. mm-hmm. um, I can't wait to see more of the connected family in future things that we do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we got a lot, you know. So Nikki, right? Like we knew she was like the goat, right? But we didn't know. <laughs> That she was that good. Nah, like we didn't I, know. I knew. That's why I like I said it already <laughs> from the jump. I'd like to say I was the one who said, yo, let's talk to Nikki. Let, can we reach out to Nikki? I, I like to say I put that out there. I don't know what else. Just, I, just know. I was scouted. I was Yeah, she was scouted by Marie. And I was, I was just I was being cautious because we are I guess we're still morphing connected. Yes. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, Nikki was the type of person that was cool with the direction that we're going in now. So, yeah. Right. And yeah. first night we stayed up for hours. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I felt Ooh. young again. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so young. Up, update for all of you guys. I am still the Makme. Um, yep. I yes. tried and I tried, but I am still the baby. And, you know, it's okay. One I just day. have a baby face. <laughs> yes, that is true. See the the nunas, the onis of connected are the baby faces, and then the younger ones. <laughs> we look what? like Ajuma. We do look like Ajuma. Ani, ani, ani. Um. So, of course, if you've listened to our podcast before, you know we have different segments, additional segments. And this week we are going to do a couple of weekly repeaters and some announcements. Um, no uncapped populars. I, I know we have like, we always have uncapped populars in our heads, but last week's episode was about unpopular K-pop opinions. I feel like y'all might need a break from that. Yeah. Let's get some more positive and a little less yeah, negative. Yeah. No more cynical. <laughs> Is it is is this discussion going to be all? Positive I mean, I doubt it. But okay, yeah. I just wanted to be real. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, let's get connected. Marie, what's our first announcement? Yeah. So if you guys have been joining us for the past few months since uh, COVID hit, we did start something called our KE Concert Series. Uh, so we've been streaming different concerts. A lot of them are older concerts. Some of them we throw in as new ones as we can find, as new ones. The newest ones we could find, <laughs> depending on the group. So if you guys join us on Fridays and Saturdays, we have been doing those concerts. We do have a few more coming up. And then our schedule is going to switch a little bit when we go into the coming months. Because uh, a lot of these concerts we do find are on our own or we do have to go and purchase them ourselves. So we will probably slow them down so we can kind of stretch out that concert series a little bit longer before we have to start repeating concerts. So it might switch the days a little bit, but that's all right because it just means we yeah. have more fun things that you guys can join us with. What she said. <laughs> um, so with that, yes, we do have movies. 
And Nikki's going to be showing some movies, which I'm really excited about because I have like a really long list of movies I want to watch. So switching out some concerts so that we can, you know, have a little time together watching movies, crying, laughing, cheering, you know, being upset, you know, same, same emotions for concerts, really. Um, what are some of the concert or actually movies that you're going to show us, Nikki? Well, since we started our first movie night um, with Swing Kids, um, which I was very happy for the turnout. Thank you mm-hmm. for everyone who showed up on uh, last minute notice. Um, I wanted to keep that momentum going. So some of the movies I'm thinking of showing are Midnight Runners with Park So Joon. Mm-hmm. Um one day we will get to Parasite, which is everyone's favorite, but I know some of the ladies here have not seen it yet. Mm-hmm. We, will, we, will. Uh, yes. we have to do Train to Busan. Yes. I was just about to go into horror. For those horror fans out there, I was either thinking Train to Busan or The Wailing, which is one mm. I've been wanting to see. And even for you romantics out there, I was thinking of starting with On Your Wedding Day with oh, Park ah. So Young and Lee Kwan. Lee, Lee Young Kwan. I think that's his name. <laughs> Lee or Kwan. Kwan. I think that's his name. Yeah. All I know is he fine <laughs> as hell. <laughs> um, um, And I think uh, the movies, I guess this is another way for us to kind of break the quarantine blues. Because yes. concerts can be really fun, but like they also can be really long. Mm-hmm. Um and um that's a different audience I guess we haven't tapped into is people who really like the movies. Mm-hmm. So this would be really fun to see who shows up. And also, you know, when we go to the movies, we usually have to be quiet while we're watching here. When we're True. watching together, we can kind of vent out our emotions as we watch. So it's right. kind of yes. fun. Mm-hmm. The con or the concerts are still on Twitch, but the movies are going to be on cast. Um, just because Twitch um, policy, you can do Amazon Prime movies, but you have to be subscribed with Amazon Prime to sync up with the streamer. Um, and we just, you know, we don't we don't want to test that relationship we have with Twitch. Yeah, um, we like the skirting of the line that we have been doing, so we're going to continue <laughs> doing that. We keep it we keep it muddy. Yeah, yes. keep it yeah. muddy. So we like gray areas. We like room. <laughs> Um, and then eventually, I guess we'll do drama nights where we watch a drama a week. Definitely. Yes. Um, I'm not sure when that will start. We'll start with movies and then slide into the dramas. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. The Swing Kids was really good. It was better than I could have imagined. It it actually, you did. It actually was way different than what I expected, but in a good way. All the English shocked people, I think. Yeah, for me, it was more so like how serious it got sometimes. And then they switched it up was a little Mm -hmm. fun. And I was just like, usually I'd be like kind of jarring to see that switch. But it was actually really good for the movie. Oh, yeah. 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 Highly recommend. 10 out of 10. (laughs) Um, So we have some new content. We'll start posting a calendar and schedule. um, And we're not going to tell you what that content is. You're just going to have to show up and see what's going on. But all of us have decided that, you know, we need to lean into this relationship with Asian culture as international fans. So we're going to be addressing theories, some tough topics, food, and a whole lot of other things. Hopefully, 
you guys will lean into one of our new segments and really show some support and be like, yeah, I really like what you talked about here. Or, oh, this is really fun. Fanfic Friday is coming back. Yes. Um, yeah. Lily and I love doing <laughs> Fanfic Friday. We just haven't had time <laughs> to do it. Um, so I'm just really excited that we get to do that again. And the story we read last Friday. <laughs> it was amazing. Was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun and using the sound effects to kind of set the scene i think helped us be the audible of fan fiction yes that is what we are coining ourselves <laughs> as we are the audible of fan fiction <laughs> boom it's from, it's from uh korean series to um audible of fan fiction i love yes of, uh, yeah, yes. i have many hats i wear many hats um you know, Renaissance I like all my hats. Woman. I like to switch them out. <laughs> uh, one of them is Tayman's cowboy hat. You know, sometimes I would like to feel like a rich oil rigger. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Anywho, and then last thing, we do have new merch. And some of the merch um, is not necessarily made by us. It's made by the people we love, these K-poppers. Yes. Um, you'll mm-hmm. be able to uh, eventually order albums through us. Um, and then we also have some other things in the works that we're excited to show. Most likely you'll hear about it late September into October. And um, hopefully that piques your interest as well. Connected is multifaceted. Mm-hmm. That's, that's we, how we roll. We're going to take over. We it's going to be slowly. Mobile, Y'all ain't going to know. Status. Y'all ain't right. going to know until you see it. And you're like, what? <laughs> it's like, yep, we've been telling you. Mm-hmm. If you're here at the ground floor, thank you for being here. Yes, we, <laughs> we appreciate, appreciate your you. support. So um, let's move right into our repeaters. Nikki, your repeaters this week. Okay, I've been, I have two songs that have been constant replay in my head. Number one is Waves by Kang Daniel mm-hmm. and Simon Dominic. Or Sam Daddy, as I like to call him. Oh. Um, yes, that song is fire. If you've not listened to it, you need mm-hmm. to go listen to it now. Mm-hmm. You can throw some waves on the California fire that's <laughs> happening right now. That's, oh. how, that's how good this song is. Um, the second song is surprisingly a girl group song for me. Oh. It's Oh My Girls Nonstop. I don't know what it is about this song, but I can't I keep listening to it nonstop. Wow. And it's so catchy. And they're so cute in the MV. I just, I don't know. It makes me happy when I listen. So I go from feeling thirsty to happy with my two songs. Wow. Okay. Marie, what what you got for us? So obviously I'm in my feels this week mm. um, because it is Ege, if y'all don't know, that's Jay from Day 6, Pac-Man. Um, and it's Nikki Luz. And I, before we started this, I was like, let me go listen to the lyrics because I've been singing them, but let me go listen to them. And um, they're both about relationships that aren't going the way you want them to go. <laughs> You're like, oh, great. I was like, oh, oh. But they're both 88 uh, Rising artists, and they yeah. are both amazing artists. So if y'all would like to listen to them, they're great. Um, oh, yes. Nikki is empowering. Like, if Nikki you listen to her songs, so Nikki underrated. I we, we saw her at the 88 Rising Festival that we went to. Yeah. And 
let me tell you, this woman blew me. Her stage presence, mm-hmm. her, her, her songs, her band, all female <laughs> band, are mm-hmm. killing it. And this song, this song is about heartbreak and kind of about heartbreak and losing yourself, but not losing yourself. Like I know we ain't getting this, like song like definition all this stuff, but just like one line that will mm-hmm. never that will never just I just whew, is I don't want the I don't want to break your heart. You keep yours, and I'll keep mine. Ooh, I was like, ooh. you know what, Biggie. You know what? <laughs> but yeah, I those need are my to songs. Check her out. She is great. Oh my gosh, she's uh, so good. And, and, then, and she has an amazing name. So there's you, that. You're, oh, yes, you're right. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and then Ege is the same thing. Um, it's Jay. He's kind of giving out of his idol status. The song is all in English. Um, mm. It's a really short song, though. It's like two minutes long. Um, and I want more of it, but it's more of his personal work. So it's not mm. so much what we see when he's with JYP. It's kind of him stepping out um, and doing what he wants. But it's, again, mm-hmm. the same thing. It's about heartbreak and not wanting it to go the way it's going. So the, Speaking of JYP and breaking out, I would just like just once look. Um, I know JB will never listen to this podcast. I hope he does. But I would like for him to take one of his songs off of his SoundCloud and just do a music video. Just one, just one. I just want one. Please. Just want one. If all of the music is we- like worthy of being on YouTube and having a full album and not me just running through SoundCloud. Let's hook him up with um, 88 Rising. Jackson's yeah. already doing it. Great. Mm-hmm. And go ahead and get those videos done because, hey, Jay got his music video. Jackson yeah. got his music videos. Yeah. I say at least bring it to Spotify because, you know. Yeah. Oh, at, my God. At least then I can download it. Because Make it in a playlist. Yeah. Right. My heart is good, but it's a little inconvenient. It's very inconvenient. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Jeff, so let's do it. Let's do yeah, it. let's do it. All of them. Offshore. Let's go. I mean, Offshore yeah. is on, on Apple Music. Come on. But. I don't have Apple Music. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We ain't Apple users. But like, I mean, just, no one got to know it's you, Jay. Yeah. Uh, no, Jay, Jay Bum. Well, it no is one, Jay. No one got to know it's you. <laughs> just use Deaf Soul. We won't say nothing. No yeah, one got to know. Just use Deaf. You don't even have to put the soul on it. Yes, we just know Deaf. That's you it. can even just say Soul. We don't care. <laughs> no, we will ride and die with that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, for my songs this week um, are from my, I guess I will call them my pumpkin groups. <laughs> the pumpkins. Um, one team definitely blew us away with Vibe, and I've loved them every, ever since. Um, we did a reaction to, which will be up pretty soon, to uh, You Lady, Co Lady, and <laughs> didn't know what to expect. It was such a fun music video. I loved it so much that I sing it randomly in my head and... The reason why I loved it a lot is because of the direction that they took with the different scenes, like playing games and taking it to the extreme in the music video. It was very cute. Very, very cute. Very funny. Um, Show the personality of the group. So I highly recommend if you haven't seen or heard this song. And then my girls, it's the... (laughs) I will forever promote Izzy. Like they are just... It's such a good combination of ladies, young ladies. Yes. Um, their stylist is wonderful. The direction in their music, the beat choice, it definitely sets them apart from the rest of JYP's uh, girl groups. Um, and yeah, their content has just been so good. And Not Shy was really fun. Um, I'm just, I can't stop singing it in my head. I'd be like, it's it. 
<laughs> not shine, not make. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, good. I've been singing all day. Yes, so good. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. Um, if you don't like it, I think we need to have a discussion, but not right now because this is a podcast. Um, as I alluded to earlier, we are talking about our relationship with K-pop. I know that each one of us has come into K-pop at different points in time, different ways, but now it's transformed in some areas for the better, in other areas for worse, maybe, or even just not at all. Like it just hasn't changed. Um, so we're just going to discuss like how K-pop makes you feel now versus then, right? Okay. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with how I got into K-pop briefly and then, you know, and then we'll use that as a basis as we go through our relationship will kind of lead up to what it is now. So when I got into K-pop, it was because I heard a song in a drama in the background. It wasn't even the OST. It was just a song that was inside of it. And it was um, Brown Eyed Girls. And so I looked it up and I was like, yo, this video is lit. This is amazing. So then I kept looking at other um, videos and finding different artists. And at that point in time, I didn't know anybody's names. I knew, I remember the group names, but I didn't feel like it was necessary for me to know everybody's names and all the stuff that we do with K-pop now, or even some people then. Um, and it took me a while. It took me until I kept listening. It was mostly J, uh, not JYP. YG groups, well, I guess JYP too. YG and SM groups that I paid more attention to. A couple of stragglers here and there, like BAP. I love them so much. Um, The beginnings of BTS, I started in the dope era. Um, That was the first time I heard them. Best era. And I really love (laughs) it. To this day, it's like, like one of my favorite BTS songs. Anywho, and then 2014, 2015 maybe? Somewhere around there is when Jackson was on Roommate. And this was when I was declining um, on watching uh, reality shows because they started canceling a lot of shows around this time. And I was going to stop watching it because a member of 21 who's on the show um, essentially got kicked off or written out of the show. And then I started watching the show because of her. Um, And then Jackson was in season two. And I was like, I don't know if I would have started. But then when I watched it, I was like, who is this person? <laughs> Who's the, who, who is that guy? Who is that man? That so um, I, my first Got 7 song was If You Do. Mm. And from that point on, I, I was just like, I need to know everything about Got 7, about Jackson. I, would, I just need to know. It was like finding B2K. I was just so enamored. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so it was the first group that I actually knew. Not... The first group I knew every everybody's name, but it was the first group that I actually went further than just getting to know their names. Like I think Big Bang was the first group that I actually knew all the members' names. Um, and then yeah, just, so God Seven, thank you for changing my life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's how I got into K-pop. Um, and we'll talk about the rest later. So what about you guys? Oh, I'll let Mickey go first. Okay. Um I actually have a split history with K-pop. Um, I'll start with the oldest memory I guess I have when I didn't really know what K-pop was, but I guess I was into it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends who really, one of my guy friends who's really into anime, 
we were hanging out one day and he's like, oh, listen to some music. So he let me listen to some Japanese rock. And then he let me listen to this song called Eat You Up mm. um, by Boa. Oh, and wow. I'm like, oh, this song is kind of hot. This is fire. And then he was like, oh, listen to this other song by her called Moto, which came out like 2005. So around 2009, 10 is when I mm. first heard of like K-pop. Yeah. I, yeah. I still, it was whatever. It, I'm like, oh, this is my friend anime shit. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I was like, whatever. This song is cool. So I had it on my iPod back when it was like the size of a brick. Ah, um, the real iPod. You know, actually, side note, those brick iPods were probably the most durable things you could ever buy I in your know. life. I still have I, one. I I still have mine, even though it doesn't work. I refuse to throw it out. It has all my music on. But, um, so yeah, so fast forward to 2017 when my friend bullied me into watching Coffee Prince. Oh, such a classic like literally bullied I started it I was like why am I watching this and I fell so in love with Gong Yu Uh, because you know he's God (laughs) (laughs) literally (laughs) yeah so of course I go from Coffee Friends straight into Goblin and I fell in love with that OST like I heard crushes beautiful. I needed oh, to man. know I needed to know everything about this man, about this music. <laughs> I needed to know everything. Um so I listened to the OST while I was still watching the show. I brought it up on Spotify while I was at work listening to it. And at the time, you know, when you finish an album on Spotify, um they'll play something similar. Right. Yep. So of course, it starts playing um, NCT, and I'm like, "Oh, who the hell is this? <laughs> what is this? This is fire! Let me dive in deeper because I can't do anything half-assed." So, um, the first song I listened to from NC One Two Seven was "Baby Don't Like It." Oh wow, baby, I like it when you come on. Right. Hey. Okay. <laughs> I immediately I was like, why am I getting my new new Jack Swing vibes, 90s hip hop R and B these Korean boys? And then I found um back at back at you to hang out and I was like, Oh, wow. I'm in love. Yeah, I feel and, you on that. <laughs> and from there, I kind of just, you know those memes where they're just like, I just went to go look up what their names were, and I fell yeah. in a hole? Yep. Yeah, that's where I am now. I'm deep in that hole. <laughs> um, <laughs> you cannot of, get out. Of a, over 100 groups, it feels like. Mm-hmm. And yep. I and I don't regret not one step. So thank you, Boa, and thank you, Gang Yu. Yes, going well, yes, thank you. Um well dang. <laughs> I will say that um the song that Crush did for Goblin, um, yes. it was out of all the singers um during um 
water bomb in Korea. Mm-hmm. When Crush sang that Ooh. song, every that was the only time that it was like a more mellow song, right? Everybody just stopped what they were doing and just swayed to him singing. Yeah. Like no one, everybody was just like, I can't it, believe this is happening it right now. Hypnotize that song. It did hypnotize everybody. <laughs> it, everybody. It hypnotizes you. I'm just like, <laughs> does he have like some kind of crack in his voice? Because <laughs> 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 honestly, he up there with Jay Park, he is one of my favorite soloists ever. I would say he's literally like him. Um, well, G Soul now Golden. Yeah. When I heard both of them sing, my like especially G Soul before he went to military service, and I didn't find out about him until he got into military service. And after he left JYP, his music just is so good mm. that my I just ooh. If you want to get anybody into K-pop, I think that would be really good for someone who likes R and B vibes because oh yeah, definitely. <sighs> okay, Marie. I feel like I've told this like so many times at this point. Y'all probably tired right. of hearing it, but <laughs> y'all gonna hear it again. All right. So I feel like all of us got into it, it seems like with K dramas. I'm gonna go ahead and Which say is that now. Funny. Mm. Um but mine started as a joke um on accident. Literally on accident. I was homesick one day and I was homesick for a few days and I was over watching Netflix. I'd watched like all the shows other the common shows and I'd been through them all and I was scrolling and I ended up on a Chinese or sorry Japanese um show called Good Morning Call and when I watched that I watched the first episode as a joke I was like let me watch this haha this is gonna be so funny because they're so innocent in their things like they're they're freaking out over hands holding oh my god and then I don't know what happened I was 10 episodes in um I was laying on the couch all cuddled up I was uh my boyfriend had walked in and the all the lights were off and the tv was on i was cuddled up just watching the show and i think at one point i was crying and he goes what what's wrong with you i was like i don't i don't know this is so good and he thought i was joking (laughs) no i watched that entire season in a day i did not i don't remember sleeping i finished that and then i was like okay i want i want more being the naive and ignorant child that i was (laughs) i went and saw another drama i saw i ended up on a k-drama not realizing korean japanese completely different languages completely different shows again i was very naive and stupid so i was like oh okay i'm gonna watch this one well it was a korean drama some of y'all might know this drama it is the cringiest and my favorite drama and i still haven't watched it (laughs) and i bought the dvd to this um i stumbled on dream night so (laughs) if you don't know which and it was on netflix so if you guys don't know what dream night is it is a um it's a k-drama about these princes that are these like the stuffed dolls and they turn into real people after they got wet and there's this whole thing that happens with them and they're trying to save this girl (laughs) they they got wet (laughs) and um and there were these magical dolls and the dolls ended up being got seven so i watched this and listening to the music, I'm like, yo, this this music's kind of cool. And these guys are really cute. Like, I don't I don't know what was it was about them. But the moment mm-hmm. Mark laid on that bed and he winked at the camera, I was like, oh, my God, who is that? And <laughs> I was stuck. Like, I am not joking. I was like, OK. And so I watched like the first five episodes without like realizing that they didn't say their names on there. It says got seven. 
Mm. And I was like, who has got seven? Like, what, what is this? It's, it's some type of group or, and I was like, oh, these guys are got seven. So let me go search got seven. That was the beginning of the ends for me. Um, <laughs> Every time you got- want to know names. <laughs> yeah. Search up got seven. I had never watched fan videos. I had never like watched videos about specific members, learning about them. Mm-hmm. But I stumbled on one on YouTube and I was like, let me watch this. Found out that the guy who winked me was Mark, by the way. Still my bias. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, he's from LA. And then I started looking at the rest of the guys and I was like, oh my God, like, this is crazy. I don't, I to this day don't know what it was about them, don't know what it was about that show. and something just clicked and my mind went oh my god i love them what i I need to watch them i need to see them i need to i think i stayed up for days watching video after video after video about them i was learning about ships i was learning about them as people i was watching the music videos just right was my first music video from got seven my first k-pop movie ever or k-pop video ever and it's still one of my favorite videos even though it's Mm. dorky but i love the dance i love them in it they're young um but that kind of started me on my whole path so i have to thank god seven and dream night sad it's not on netflix anymore but i did go buy the dvd when i went to korea i saw it got really excited and then you know for sure i bought it mm-hmm. um I don't she snuck that thing up so fast it was like there was no more copies left nope. she said this, this coming with me this is coming with me it is mine one day i will have them sign it because they are the reason that i'm on this path that i'm on yeah um, and then after them i stumbled on to bts and that was a whole different story i introduced her to bts and i didn't know it was gonna <laughs> turn out this way yeah but it happens like that Tattoo- <laughs> i did it to a friend my my I had a friend who also was a mark twan stan and Ooh, i was just that like man <laughs> just saying no but but when you introduce a mark twan stan to bts they go a whole hundred directions but, but hold on i'd like to say i fought that tooth and nail she sure did um she like sure it was did. like it was like dragging i i secretly stand them for a minute while lying and saying i didn't stand them not anything to do with them as a group or anything it was just because i was so like my loyalty to got seven was so strong that mm-hmm. i refused to say anything but i'm a got seven stand and yeah also i don't want to be stereoty- stereotyped as that typical k-pop stand that only likes bts i'm like yeah, I mean, I guess around that time that I introduced you to BTS was around the time that my relationship with BTS was transforming. BTS was the first group, the first of many things that I've never done with other groups, um, which would be ships. I learned what ships were. As long as I listen to K-pop, I barely use YouTube for other videos other than music videos. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't know that that existed. I knew people wrote fanfics, but never, like it never clicked to me, you know? And then one day the group that I was learning more and more about BTS, besides like liking their music, they just threw me in the deep end. They was like, you gotta look at this shit. You gotta look at this. You gotta look at that. You gotta watch this video. Next thing you know, I'm I'm 30 episodes in, um, was it behind the scenes? What is that? <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, how did I get here? <laughs> it's a black um, hole youtube is a black hole that once you fall down there is no stopping like yeah, there's nothing yeah. to hold you it's definitely it's definitely changed too the youtube oh, yeah. community from when i started and i think if it was what it was what it is now then i would probably not have engaged in k-pop 
because it's of the things. Yeah, it's overwhelming, and there's a lot of uh, division, I guess. Yeah, mm. and a lot of, um, I guess, like making sure that you pick a side, like making people like something, make people hate something. Um, and I didn't really have that experience. So I just like whatever I liked and just continued to like it. I didn't think about, oh, I have a loyalty to this company, I have a loyalty to this group. I mean, God seven, for some reason, like Marie said, just I cannot not be like their number ones. Like I'm ride or die for you forever. And I, I followed your your asses around the country. I'd like to say that. Right, she's so college ass went from California <laughs> to Texas to New York, and so and then this last one I went to New York and California, yeah, to see them, and they're actually my first K-pop concert, so that also helps kind of stick. Like I went to hip-hop concerts, but I've never, you know, at that point because I was scared to go by myself. But at that point in time, me and Marie were already, you know, friends. We're like, let's just do this. And it was just one of the best experiences ever. God 7 was my first solo um, K-pop concert too, I guess, because my first one was actually a K-hip-hop show, Juno Flow um, (gasps) in New York. And then I had went to KCON mm-hmm. um, and that kind of blew my mind open because I actually come from a world of going to conventions and working at conventions. So that didn't really like phase me, but seeing all this Korean culture in one place kind of like overwhelmed me in a good way. Mm. Um, and then I was like, okay, I got to go see GOT7 because GOT7 quickly became my number two group um just like tandy said um roommate i guess <laughs> i went i went in for park Yell because even though i started with ntt xo said here i am mm-hmm. you gonna love me forever and that's like, true <laughs> just like marie and her dream night me and x xo next door that. See, it's it's those type of shows that it's just you're those, like what? It's Why? those crack, crack shows. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> really gets you because I knew about shipping from um supernatural and other okay. things. Yeah. So that didn't really phase me. It phased it didn't, the idea of shipping, I didn't really care about. But when yeah. they when people were shipping actual people that's not, what i'm saying yeah because like remember characters? the show um what was it it was a it was like a four horsemen they were doing like an apocalypse type show and then it was a guy it was a white guy from like yeah. way back when Soup, uh, sleepy hollow yeah that was like the first time that i really got into it because i was like yo their characters need to be together oh yeah and i was into it so seeing it in a tv show context like you said supernatural that's different like these are characters you know but i never really thought about it with a group like i'm like can i ship two members of b b2k together no no even though (laughs) no no it's really funny because when so in the 90s i was all about in sync and backstreet boys and in Mm -hmm. every other boy group that came out five Mm -hmm. 98 i was all about it and it was okay back then to be into all these groups yeah. whereas now you got to pick one and that's it for you life 
Um, Which makes no sense. None. But at the same time, I was not shipping Justin Timberlake and J.C. Shazay together. Yeah, that, right, right. <laughs> and if you did say thing. something of that sort, it was more like they're best friends. Like, I know they right. have to be friends, you know? But when I started to see shipping amongst K-pop groups, I'm like, oh, this is a little weird. But then I started to see proof. <laughs> I mean, that changes the game. I know, like, I believe really Do- what's the deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I believe Do Kyung Soo and Kim Jong In are soulmates. <laughs> but, and then I felt for sure because I was like, oh, you're so cute with Jimin. Yeah. So I, I think um, because of, I guess, one of the things that started to change my relationship is understanding Korean culture. Um, Because if you think about it, if we had no context as to why they uh, were the way that they were with each other, then we would just think like they really are dating each other or they really are like, there really is something going on. But then we started to learn more about like how they become a group and, you know, like they're in close quarters all the time. So it's bound to have a, a relationship that's different from other people because, I mean, if you think about it, I guess you could put it in a way of like going to college. The people that yes. you spent time with in a dorm, your relationship with them is completely different from anybody else in the rest of your life if you ever get to live in a dorm. Um, or if you're roommates with someone for years, what your relationship with that person, like what you walk around wearing, the way you touch each other, the way you refer to each other, it's like, well, we've gotten so close that like it doesn't bother us if you run past here because you forgot your clothes are in the dryer and I see you naked it doesn't it doesn't bother me but there were certain things in k-pop that I was just like they did what so and and one example where I was like maybe the shipping thing has some you know creed to it has some evidence is when I heard that they shower together and I was like what do you mean they just they have multiple showers and and I was like yeah, like, very naive, I guess. And they were like, no, no, no. They literally get in a shower together. I was like, no, 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 no. That's, 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 they don't do that. <laughs> She's like, nah, <laughs> you're wrong. Who, got, who are you getting your information from? And they were like, here, here's evidence. And I was like, wow. So they dating? No. Okay. Um, so they just okay the- being naked all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if someone needs to wash my back. I will figure out a way unless you're my significant other or unless like we're in dire circumstances. So then when I came to that third conclusion, I was like, oh shit, like what are their conditions, you know, being a K-pop group? Because K-pop is not as natural as other singers, you know? If you're thinking, let's say, I don't know, who's a random singer? Um, Billie Eilish, Adele. They just come out, they have their style, they have their um, their voice that they've been, you know, training by themselves, maybe paid for lessons. Maybe they've always been a good singer. It's They become a product, but they don't always start as a product. We're K-pop, basically the product of, of training for all these years uh-huh. and molding them into the people that they are. Not saying that it's 100% their personality. It's just kind of giving us an indication like, this is something that people tailored so that we would like it. It's just a matter. Mm-hmm. It's up to us to see whether or not we truly do or if we're being glamored, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So, and Roommate was a good show to show, like, I genuinely 
was just really excited about Jackson because of his personality was so fresh from other idols. I felt like a lot of people were being very um, certain, certain idols were being very coy in the show. Um, and he, he kind of, he seemed more Western. Right. In, in a sense that like, I feel like he was very touchy feely and kind mm-hmm. of like in your face, very bright. And mm-hmm. it was something that, um, I guess we didn't get to see from a lot of idols mm-hmm. because they were more um, conservative with their personality. Mm-hmm. And, and finding Jack- out he wasn't Korean, I was like, okay, so who else is not Korean in K-pop? Right. Like, what am I missing? <laughs> right. So um, social media has evolved a lot, right? Um, and I really want to touch on what was the social media platform for each of you that really changed your relationship. And I'll go last, but I'll give you a hint. It's Tumblr. Continue. Um, <laughs> well, there's kind of two for me. Mm-hmm. Um, one I don't really use anymore. What was the one that we met on? Oh, uh, Amino. Um, Amino. Yeah. Amino. I would technically say it's a social media platform. Um, yeah, it is. And that changed it because I don't think I would probably be as deep into K-pop as I am mm. without it because I did meet you and the rest of the people that um, we're friends with, Maddie and, you know, mm-hmm. all of them. Um, mm-hmm. And without Amino, I don't think I would have had friends that were into K-pop. Like, maybe I would yeah. have different ways of getting into it after that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I know, for me, nobody around here likes Mm k-pop people think people thought it was weird my Mm -hmm. friends are like oh yeah that's cool but like nobody actually like engaged like i had friends that went with me to i have a friend that went with me to a concert and she was like oh yeah i like it like and she like was feeling it but i don't think it would have been the same um Mm -hmm. so that was like my first switch into like oh this is something i can actually like and people don't think is weird because I was always known as that one who liked odd stuff. Like even in my family, I was the one who liked, oh, oh, she likes that, the anime. Oh, she likes this. Oh, she likes that. And like, they, mm-hmm. would, they would laugh at me. Um, not in a bad way, but like I, I was the black sheep where I was the one that was different. So I was like, oh, great. This is just another thing I can get into that people are going to think is different. Um, but finding you guys really changed my perspective on being able to like it and being able to enjoy mm-hmm. it and not feel weird so that was like my first change when it came to like a good part of my relationship when it came to k-pop because i was like oh this is something where i can meet people i get to travel i get to go see these concerts i get to express myself in a different way um Mm -hmm. and kind of have a different family but then another form of social media that really i think changed it for me was twitter um in a negative light Mm -hmm. because twitter Twitter K-pop stands are very different. Um, the way my Twitter started out and the way it is now is very different. I still stand very similar to the way I did before. Um, but it's like, you see the worst sides of K-pop on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You see the worst sides of the fandom. You see all of the fighting. You see all of the drama. Anything that can go wrong does go wrong. You see it there. People getting dragged, people getting canceled, like, it is the most toxic place to be sometimes. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, with it being so toxic, there is also its really good parts. There are a lot of great people. There are a lot of great things that happen on Twitter. There are a lot of great connections you can make. I have some friends that when I started that Twitter, which is almost two years now, I think, um, who I'm still really good friends with. And 
it's it's just interesting to see you know there's always the bad and good to everything but twitter is a whole you have to be strong to be on that like it sounds real stupid but you have to be strong to be on that app because if you get your feelings hurt easily if you care what people have to say about you or think about you and you're on twitter you can just you could say one bad thing and they will drag you up down sideways they do not care um and it makes you not not want to be involved with it and it, sometimes it's be involved with anything like i love the groups i love and being a multi a multi fan on twitter is ridiculous like i'm i'm never going to get a ridiculous following of people um because i'm not a solo group stan if my Twitter was just dedicated to BTS, if it was just dedicated to GOT7, if it was just dedicated to Blackpink, I, I can tell you right now, if I dedicated a month and just switched over my whole thing and said it was only going to be BTS, I can have 2,000 followers by the end of the month. Mm. But mm. being multi and wanting to share different things and you know have different fandoms and different friends, it's hard because you're always put in the middle of things. And you're always forced to take a side or if you say something and stand up for one group you're seen as putting down the other group and like i love my groups but i hate my fandom sometimes and it hurts so bad to be a part of a fandom and it's mm-hmm. not just one fandom because i know all y'all are gonna listen to this but oh my god army she's hating on the army nah y'all yeah. can fuck off yeah. i'm talking about all y'all fandoms because I love ARMY and there are great parts of ARMY, but there are horrible parts of ARMY. I -hmm. love Agase and there are great parts of Agase, but I've also, and I didn't think I'd ever say this, I've also seen some real horrible things about Agase. I've seen bad things about every single fandom. There is no pure fandom on Twitter. Um, I would like to, I beg to differ. I think that Starlight's Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. You know what? I take that back. Starlights, y'all mixed stands. Y'all have been pure. nothing but pure angels. Um, even winner, to the groups. Winner stands. I think. I, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Well, Iconics. Yeah. They they can be toxic in the into themselves. They, everyone has their issues. But mm-hmm. like when it comes to support for their boys, they, they come so out great. and support their yeah. boys and don't care about the rest of the stuff most of the time. But mm-hmm. they have had their problematic stances. The only yeah. group, you, you know, you are right. The only group I have never, and I will say, you know, never seen any fighting <laughs> is is Starlights. They are like a glow, a, sh- a, a shining beacon in the As middle they of everything. Be. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that that is the only social media forum that mm. really switched up how I saw K-pop and how I saw the people who stand K-pop. The only thing I would say, uh, I did want to touch on Amino, but I kind of thought of it more as a community-based app than social media, um, just because it's not as instant, like it's posting yeah. and you have to create uh-huh. more stuff and blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, Nikki, what about you? What was the social media platform that really, you know, got you into this? Um, it's kind of like, I guess, a combination of both of you. Okay. Um, because I, I, for years, kind of had heavy social media footing in things. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. been on Twitter for years. I've been on Tumblr for years. been on Facebook for years. And when I got into K-pop, just like when I got into Twilight and every other weird fandom that I've been in, um, I'm always in search of people my tribe and Mm -hmm. um with k-pop it was a little harder because um one the age group 
the age ranges were different for me. I'm a little older. So um, it was hard finding people in my age group who who listened to K-pop. Either they had listened to K-pop and weren't anymore. So I kind of fell onto Tumblr. And that was like amazing for me. Um, It was a chance for me to basically just tumble and find all the content I needed. (laughs) I was in content overload. I feel Um, you on that. I literally would sit on Tumblr for hours a day. I worked for eight hours. I was on Tumblr for eight hours. Just <laughs> reblogging. I even, because like I said, I'm old and I can't remember idols' faces all that well when I first got in, I made Tumblrs to just post pictures of idols just so I can mm. remember who they were. And I it kind of just, it kind of just blew up. I was, um, overrun with gifts and it was just really fun and to see people reblogging things that you that I've made and mm-hmm. funny things that I said it was great I it was it was great ego boost and then I decided to make um a stand twitter and that's uh, when things got kind of yeah, different dark. like you said yeah. Marie being a multi so it's it's really hard to me, being a multi sometimes is one of the loneliest things ever mm. because um, I'm into so many different groups. Honestly, I've not met a, a K-pop group that I don't listen to. Yeah, I just, I love music. I love people. That's kind of how I attack this. Right. But when I started to make my um, stand Twitter, no one would talk to me. People still don't talk to me. I only have about 200 followers. I talk to maybe like three people. Mood. It's, it's like, it's the loneliest thing ever. And honestly, there's always, I like Twitter for the content, for the memes, for mm. the videos, for the fun stuff. But when it comes to those fan wars, I either want to fight or I just want to hit people. And I literally have to take myself out of it and be like, you know what? I can't get in y'all business. Y'all don't pay my rent. So I can't <laughs> let y'all bother me. So I'm going to let you do what you're going to do. And I'm going to sit back here and oh. listen to my music and support my faves. But Twitter is toxic as hell. And it will be the... Honestly, I think it will be the the bringer of down of K-pop in America because what people see of us is nine times out of 10 negative. The fact is not reflective of like 90% of these people of fandoms. The fact that they have anti-K-pop memes on Twitter. Yeah. Like that kind of said, not say it doesn't say something, but that says something like people literally have memes about K-pop go away or your K-pop opinion wasn't asked for, or it's like y'all. But sometimes it's deserving because I will see what really turned it for me is when something would happen in the Western world or any other part of the world. And these people would post fan camp. Oh, I've don't never, get me yeah. started. I have never seen that in my life. I forgot no. who. I think you it know. was when Cameron Boyce died. Yeah, oh, that's the yeah. first time I heard about it. And people started. Then I, I literally, I had to shut off. I had to get See, to take myself the, off of social media. The fan cams are bad as it is, and even post some of those are bad. But what killed me more was them posting 
if they stand so and so, they wouldn't have died. They would have died. If yeah. they stand so and so, then they wouldn't have X Y Z. Or Stan Why? Luna, Stan Luna, Stan Luna. I was just like, I don't but understand. Actually, it. Stan, Luna. Stan Luna. No, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I so, think my social media, like compared to you guys, I see it through your lens, and I was briefly on Twitter and. I just couldn't keep up because it was, I guess like there was so many opinions, but like not as fleshed out as it was on Tumblr that I was no longer interested in seeing little tidbits, you know? Um, Cause it's like, in what context is this person saying this blah, blah, blah. So you can only write so much or show so much on Twitter. And so I got off of that. What I think Marie, what did I have my account for? Like, Three like months, month. two months, <laughs> two months. It was month. not long at all. I, I don't know. I don't. Um. I don't like it. I don't like it. And, um. I was around when, or like I guess a uh, deep into K-pop when EXO and BTS were having a lot of a lot more issues. Um. And I I guess that was the first time I realized that there was these fan wars. But I never paid attention to that until you know I started following things on my social media. Like if. Tumblr, you get to decide what you want to see. You can just, you know, repost right. or save posts from your favorite or, you know, follow your favorite ones. Like I follow a whole bunch of God 7 ones, a whole bunch of SF9. Like I just follow what I want to see. And like, I love, you know, getting gifts from them and reading their opinions. But it's like, I know it's their safe space. You know what I mean? But Twitter is, there's no safe space. So what you say, you better mean what you say. <laughs> or it's going, yeah. or they're gonna bring it back right back up with right. screenshot. Yep. As people would say, it's not that you didn't pick the wrong one; you picked the right one today. So they will be quick to jump on you if you even make a spelling error that makes some sentence different than what you mean, even though you reposted. It was like, nah, we screenshotted that joint. You said what you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come see me. It's like I came here to find friends. I'm glad that I found Amino first before I got onto social media. Yes. Because I could have very well used social media to find people. But I was watching, like in 2017, I was watching an old JRE video and he was being sponsored by Amino. And the first mm-hmm. three fandoms that I joined was BTS Got 7 and EXO. And then I joined the all K-pop one where anybody could post anything about any K-pop um, thing. And then it was... I think Vix, Starlight, Monster X, I mean, Vix, Block B, Monster X, and then a couple of others, but I mostly spent my time in BTS and um, GOT7 because it was the most active chats. And then um, I guess the women that I met through BTS um, was the first time I even spoke to people that I didn't know about it and actually received what I was talking about. Um Many, many years over and over, you can ask any one of my friends um, that know that I'm into K-pop or Korean or Asian entertainment in general, they just be like, yeah, that's cool. Oh, you into that K-pop stuff? Oh, you that K-pop okay. shit or that Chinese boy shit? I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> You know I hate that, that one. That Chinese boy, I'm like, they, I, they Korean. Right. It's called k I, I will understand at the beginning, before I got into K-dramas, I watched Chinese movies a lot, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right. um, A House of Flying Daggers, um, a whole bunch of Chinese movies. Chinese movies are lit, okay? They are. And 
then I wanted more and that's how I got into K-dramas. But my friends knew me at the time when I was in middle school for watching Chinese movies. So then they all assumed that like these K-dramas, even though it starts with a K for Korean, um, was Chinese. So it was like, oh, Chinese. And then I dated a Chinese boy who knew nothing about any of this. And it just made it even worse. So I just stopped saying stuff. So Tumblr was like my little secret. You know, like playing video games was like my little secret. I just did it. And then when people found out, they were just shocked. One, that was a girl. Two, that I played that many games. And three, that I still play video games. Same thing with K-pop and K-dramas. I still do it. I still enjoy it at my big old age. And um, what really changes it is finding a community helps you to find your friends. Mm -hmm. But it also changes your relationship in that rose-colored glasses that you have when you start Cause you're, you're naive to everything. You're just listening for the music. You're like, yo, NCT is hot. EXO. Let me talk about EXO's yeah. discography for a whole podcast episode. <laughs> it changed know, my a life. Whole, a whole podcast episode is not enough for the, the I, magnificent. I, I, no, that you just need to go from 2000, from debut to like. Right. We need year. to have a multi-part episode. It, it really did change my life because like Nikki said earlier, I love boy bands. I love girl groups. I love all of that in American culture. And then when it started fading out, it was just like, well, where does that leave me? So finding K-pop was relieving or filling in that hole of what I missed. Like I love groups, you know, um, but it just kind of transformed because there's so much information. There's so much that, that K-pop does that other groups didn't. and it can be overwhelming and disappointing, but I think it also made my relationship stronger with the groups that I do love. Cause then I find not only do I like your music, but I also like you as a person. And right. so it makes me want to follow you more. Whereas like, I can say, you know, maybe a couple of members of certain groups in American boy bands, I wasn't feeling or girl groups. I was just like, you problematic. This is before social media was a thing. Um, so I didn't care to know past a certain point, but yeah, these groups, man, and social media, man, if you guys don't have Tumblr, you should (laughs) (laughs) join Tumblr. I hit mine up randomly. Periodically. Nobody knows I have it. It's just hidden. I just love it. I love it. Every day I get to pop up and there's like stuff. You know why Tumblr is good? It's because it shows you stuff you miss for other fandoms. And you just yes. scroll through. You're like, oh, that's a nice gift. Oh, look at that. We did a clip on a villa. And it's without the problematic titles that some Twitter um, posts can have. Like, it'd be like, oh, look what he did in a bad way. Rather than this is a clip of JB saying this. You know what I mean? I'm that's sure it. there are fights on Tumblr. Yeah. But I never see them. I've never seen one. Like people will state their opinion being like, I'm X, Y, and Z, but I don't I don't <laughs> um, I don't see the toxic behavior in Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Everybody's just it's like it's like it's chill. Everybody chill. Everybody chill. They just want to love and we want to love what they post as well. But besides Tumblr. Um, I feel like I I don't really have to explain how that really goes. Um, And we kind of touched on communities and with that are fandoms. Um, For me, fandoms and communities was like, it came way late into my journey. If we're talking about when I discovered Brown Eyed Girls, 
versus when I actually started listening more diligently versus when I actually had like true, like if I, I knew fandoms for real, for real. Like I didn't even really know. Did I know? I think the only fandoms I knew prior to 20, like maybe 16, the names of the fandoms was Agassiz, VIPs, and Blackjacks. That was it. I didn't pay attention to anything else. I was just like, yep, you love Shiny. I love Shiny too. You know, um, I, I was going through my old YouTube comments because I don't really comment on things. And when my son was very, very young, he used to just like submit comments on stuff. So I was going through and deleting it. And I found my earliest K-pop comment was 2014 on a Super Junior video. And I was oh. like, for real? Oh yeah, I remember you found that. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting here like, I was on YouTube commenting about Super Junior. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sounds pretty good. It, I, I don't know what it was about because the video was deleted. Um, <laughs> uh, so it, I just have no context as to why I wrote that. But that Probably was the first time. I think it was something about the actual video. Like the, the it wasn't 1K. It was some type of media company uh removing something i don't know it was i don't know i deleted it anywho not the point but i've never really joined a community until 2017 area when i felt like i'm sick of missing these concerts because i'm scared to go by myself or i also don't know when they happen because i'm not following them so maybe getting into a community like amino would allow me to be more up to date because there's a lot of people posting stuff about them um I barely use social media. I was always an early adopter of certain social medias, but I was never an avid user. Like when Twitter first was a thing, I was on Twitter, but that was like 29, no, uh, 2009. I say you say 2019. (laughs) No, I meant 2009. (laughs) Um, And then same thing with um, Facebook, same thing with MySpace. Um, Instagram was a different situation. (laughs) Um, We found out recently that our profiles are still there. I just don't have access to it. Oh, I Um, can't remember that for nothing. (laughs) um, So it was kind of interesting that I didn't look up Amino or things like Amino. And I want to thank JRE for recommending it because I wouldn't have found Marie and all of the lovely ladies that we met through that. And it was so nice to have a safe space to freak out. We talked about everything. I think we became, we transformed as people together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I was in a period where I was looking to be more myself. Like I hate it just not talking about certain things because the friends I do have, which I, I love them. They just weren't willing to accept certain things or talk out certain things with me. So when we get on there, we're talking about relationships and um, groups and this and that and just sharing some deep stuff some some crazy sh- <laughs> crazy <laughs> shit and not being judged because like these are my internet friends and then you guys turned into my adult friends and um I've been very thankful for that because like I guess we grew together and realized like there are people like us that are just a little bit different and are willing to take a chance on something like k-pop even though we're older you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and that's one of the reasons why i want to get on there i am black i'm an older woman even though i started in k-pop much um younger 
Um, I stayed with it. I never got out of it. So, or completely out of it. So I got to a point where it's like, how do I meet people who are around the same age? And thankfully, (laughs) uh, Amino was lit enough to have those types of things available. And now look at us, Mary and I have a company. (laughs) Making moves. That's what we do. <laughs> um, and Marie was the first person um, shared our first concert together. First, my first K-pop concert. Yeah, we saw Got Seven together. We had the High Touch together. You know, that was the first time we ever met each other. Yes, it was. It was great. Um, it was great. It was great. Small world. I was also at that concert. <laughs> yes, you had a lot of concerts. I was like, we was at the higher. Yeah. Uh, you Juno. saw. Uh, yeah, Juno with Sam. Um, what else do we see? Sam was also at KCON 2018 that I yep. was at. Yeah, so we were meant to meet. It was just, you know, we had to wait for were at BTS MetLife Day 2? Yes. Was that Day 2? Yeah, we were Day 2. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but Marie was in the pit. And oh, I, I, uh, I was all the way up there. I mean, I wasn't all the way at the top, but it was a yeah. really good one. We were in these seats that um, were supposed to be for handicap. So there was oh. no one around us. It was just us in a box. Nice. Yeah, I was, was right. Great. I was near um, the 50 yard line. I guess that's Ooh. what they tell me. The fit, the football seats were really good. But um, it was only $100. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. And I was on the I was on the floor about next to the stage, in case y'all yeah, want to know. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. The only group right now that I would literally kill for that type of view is Got7. Same. Um, but if I had to sub out, it would probably be XO. And if I had to sub that out, maybe 80s, because I heard they put oh, yeah. a really good show. It was an so. amazing show. Oh, don't and, get me started um, on eighties. One of the biggest regrets <laughs> of my life. It is my biggest regret. I literally pop regret. I literally campaigned for them to come to New York, but when tickets go on sale, who's broke as a joke? Me. Yeah. So well, me. I got sick. I'm, I've never seen them live, and they're the only group, the only K-pop group I have stand pre-debut when they were KQ wow. fellas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Been there. And then, um, what I said, 17 was my other regret. I was so oh. sick, but I cried. Like, I literally cried that night because I wanted to see 17 so bad. So bad. Them, them and, 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 and CT127, oh, yes. I cried. Don't get me started with that. That week was three concerts, and I saw two of them. Yep. I saw SF9 and VAV, but NCT was in the middle of the week. And I was like, I literally can't travel to New York three times during this week. I don't have the money. I was, I don't want to talk about it. That's what's <laughs> made me jaded about K-pop. Not having enough money to see everything. <laughs> that, that I mean, you yes. know what? That actually is a point. Spending habits. Ugh. I I bought CDs back in the day. Um, I bought cassette tapes. I bought um, Janet Jackson, I think it was the first legit purchase it was her uh red red velvet or red rope i forgot what tour was but it was on cassette me and my sister played that so much and then they had the special on hbo and so we um we taped over like i don't know one i remember that special yeah it was i literally cried and i'm like 
tiny. And I'm like, this woman is amazing. <laughs> so that was the first time I ever bought something legit, you know, bootlegs from here on out. But uh, B2K was another group that I bought a lot of stuff, uh, Brandy. And then as I got older, I stopped buying stuff because we had what, LimeWire? We had Whoa, different LimeWire. <laughs> Crosswire, Napster, all Napster. Of it. There was another one that was bought out by MySpace, and I can't remember for the life of me what it's called. Oh, it Frostwire too. Um, I had Frostwire. Yeah. Most of my music comes from Frostwire. Most of mine came from LimeWire, and and then you know situated on iTunes before they started cracking down on that. Um, thank you, Spotify, for existing. I had Milk Music. That was the first time I saw radio stations with K-pop. Um, and then um, what else? Yeah, and then I think K-pop was like recently. I always think about buying albums. Like I really love Ken- Kendrick uh, Lamar, but I've never bought one of his albums. I just didn't. And then I heard that you get a lot of stuff with K-pop albums. So I just decided to buy one. Um, and of course, Got 7, 747 album was the first album I bought. Yeah. Thank you. That is my favorite (laughs) Got 7 album to date. Oh my God, we're soulmates. (laughs) (laughs) Because Teenager is my favorite Got 7 song. You know what? Yes. I can't. can't. No, Prove It, Teenager. There's a couple of songs within that era, like right after their flight, I guess, era. Um, In those albums are really good. I wish I, I can just mash up and put them into an album myself. But 747 was the first time I said, this is literally the, the most complete Got 7 album I've ever listened to. Oh, yeah. And they all wrote the songs themselves. So I was like, hmm, that says something. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, what about you guys, your spending habits? Like, what, what's going on with it now? Um, mine? No. Is it out of control? It's way out of control. I am spending beyond my means. I mean, today I just spent $105 at SM. However, on Afterpay. So I only paid $26. So it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I need more companies to do Afterpay. They don't don't know. But I will say that pre-COVID, I went having maybe like 20 albums. Mm. Um, I have about 100 now. Wow. Yeah, and that's including ones that are like on the way cuz I I learned about group orders. Like there are things, <laughs> there are things about K-pop I did not know. Like I didn't understand it. So when I got into it, I'm like, "Oh, what's a slogan? What's a this? What's a that?" And then I learned right. it and then I had to spend it all. So because I'm not traveling to work and having to spend on like travel fare, Mm-hmm. All that money has, I literally buy an album, at least one album every two weeks when I get paid. I brought I'll be, all the albums I want, I can't get anymore because back yes. then I was too chicken to buy it. And now, and that, now that, come on. Yep. <laughs> so one album I will never forgive myself for is BAP's noir album it was limited edition Mm. i know i get it the ones with their faces were limited edition so i bought one and it got lost in the mail and no one else sells them anymore ever and to this day i just kick myself over it because that's what that's my favorite bap album just just want to just want to throw it 
Ooh. Anywho, Marie, um, <laughs> yeah, your spending, spending habits. <laughs> I bet. So, you know, money. <laughs> Not gonna lie, like I, I do spend a good amount of money on albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love albums, but what I really spend my money on, like, let's be real, even though this was all pre-COVID, post-COVID, yeah. I have low-key not been spending a lot of money. Um, it has been on concerts. Yeah. Um, because I'm not going to lie, I am bougie. Yes. And it are. all stemmed, <laughs> thank you, it all stemmed from that first concert where I went and I had floor seats. And once you have floor seats and Tandy will understand this because after yeah. got seven i know that she knows the feeling it's just yeah. hard to go back from that like you can't it's and it's not like the the further away seats are bad there's nothing wrong with them no. it's just it's a different experience when you can make eye contact with them and they make <laughs> eye contact with you and then it's like i think the purpose of i think the reason why people spend all this money is that one in marie's case you get addicted to that feeling but also like there's no other way you can experience it being in a further back seat. It doesn't change yep. how the music sounds. It doesn't change nah, how that's a like, lie. They sound better up close. I'm gonna no, tell I you that. that they, they sound better. That's why it sounds better. See, I have not experienced that yet. So don't do it. Once you do it, you can't stop it. Once you go pit, you never go back. Yes. <laughs> I don't even talk about pit. Because it could be right behind Pip, but as long as they can make eye contact with you when you make yeah. eye contact with them. Like when I did that one with Astro and I was on the balcony looking down, they turned on the lights and I know that they could see me and I could see them and they pointed oh. up at me and I was just like, ah. that's how <laughs> I felt. Me? That's how I felt for um, Ace when mm. that's the, Ace was the only time that I had a VIP kind of experience with a K-pop show. And it was amazing. And I will say, once you have a high touch, you're kind of like before yep. before having a high touch, I was just like, why am I spending all this money just right. to high five someone? I'm like, that's insane. Right. Post yeah. having a high touch, I get the allure of it. But at the same time, I it goes by so fast. I but somewhat like- regret it. If it was XO, would you pay oh, for that? XO, I XO, I would literally just pay for them to breathe, like breathe air on me. See, <laughs> it's it's that feeling though, with especially when it's that group that you love. Like ATs was a group that I loved pre debut as KQ fellows. Right. So when right. I got to go to their show, and albeit the per- show wasn't the best show, not that they performed uh, badly, but the show itself was just organized very very poorly. Um, so I basically missed it, but it low-key made up for it when i got to do that high touch at the end because i was like you know i'm i heard you guys perform i missed i didn't get to see it but i got to meet you and mingy grabbing both my hands with his and looking when they told me to hurry up they're like you need to move on mingy looked at them like excuse me and we are having a moment here (laughs) let me let me not yeah Uh, yeah. i think high touch because it's it's more intimate like being able to do that is an intimate moment. Even if the moment lasts a second, it means the world to us. I know that I don't see hundreds of thousands of people throughout their career, 
But like to you, you don't have the opportunity to do this all the time. And even if you did, each new group that you meet, it's a new experience. So out of all the things you remember, you don't remember the concert. Yeah, there were certain things about the concert or you don't remember the whole process of getting the tickets. You remember the end result when you got to connect with them. Yeah. And not connect with them because you're you bought their ticket and you're looking at them like they physically touched you yeah. and that's a connection. And you get a reaction out of them. <laughs> I want, yeah. I want them to start recording high touches because I feel, yeah. I feel like that would be a, at least give it to the people who have paid for it. Cause I would like to have some type of remembrance. Cause I'm gonna be honest. When I did that high touch with Ace, my mind went blank. I I honestly mostly just remember June holding my hand at the end, not wanting to let go. And I was, I was living, but I could not tell you like what order, who was in or whatever. It was just kind of funny because I remember the order. I remember for certain instances, I remember the order. I remember each interaction, but at the same time, every time I relive it in my head, I'm like, how long did this last? <laughs> that, it was so quickly. It was so quick. <laughs> we waited in there for what felt like hours yeah. to literally go through that line. Oh, we're talking about Gossam, by the way. We yeah. walk through that line and then be done. But yeah. again. And the thing I, is, the wow. way they had got seven is like behind a divider. So you didn't get to see them until a certain point and then you just stood there staring at them touching other people Mm. and you're like okay i'm next i'm next and then your heart just starts beating faster and i kind of like the way that they did it because it was different for vav where we could see them at all points in time because of where they were situated and like the way the setup was it wasn't like an element of surprise like you come around the corner and you're like VAV is like, oh, we've seen them the entire time. Not saying I'm right. tired of it. It just changed the way I felt, you know, VAV versus GOT7. It's like, for the longest time, we didn't see them. We heard them. And heard then you see them. Uh-huh. <laughs> see them and just, just be like, oh, shit, like I'm next. So, so I have a question. How yes. much would you pay? Like, what? what is your limit on a high touch? Like that is a bad question. We need to separate this in categories. It depends on who the group is. Um, is it a high touch or a fan sign? Um, <laughs> is, what group is it? Is it one of my favorites or is it like my yeah. top? Okay. So say, so for Got Marie, BTS, <laughs> how much would you pay for a high touch? Let me put Marie, this in perspective. Well, we only paid two fifty. No, no, I no, think no. For, right, gotcha. so for the one without a high touch, we paid four hundred, almost four hundred each. Not even with the high touch, just to have yeah. the seats that we had. I was gonna say, let's put this in perspective. The soundtrack for BTS, I paid mm. five hundred and something dollars for it, and that was no interaction. Mm. So if if they said you will get a high touch meet and greet with BTS. I, I am very scared so at what I would say <laughs> because I I don't know how much would be a limit. Like, even if they said it's going to be $1,000, would I try to find $1,000? Hell yeah, I would. But would I regret it after I spent the money? Hell yeah, I would. But then would I regret it after the high touch happened? Hell no, I wouldn't. So yeah. it's like, 
it's it's hard for me to gauge but then that's specifically and i can say that's for bts and got seven i would do the exact same thing because if they mm. say you're gonna have a meet and greet with got seven blah, mm. blah, 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 i'm like mm, my my wallet my wallet but i will figure i will go affirm affirm you got some payment plans for me <laughs> right oh like, my god that that is what i need so i was just talking to a friend about that because my spending habits during covid have been a little excessive um especially <laughs> when it comes to albums like i said i went from having 20 pre covid to i did a count today 111 Woo! <laughs> So, bro, COVID like, is only like four months. Exactly. <laughs> I have, um, this is what happens. But I, uh, I recently just put in a pre-order for the Super M albums from SM Global Shop. Now, mm. SM as a company, not my favorite. However, the best thing that they could have done to a, a broke fan like me is have Afterpay. Yeah, nah, that's a setup. I, See, that's how they that's how they get you. But that is also how I have my two signed poster, my signed poster from Utah and Jayun, and Ooh. I do not regret it because I got them bitches on Afterpay. I'm just saying because that is how they get I'm me jealous. all the time. Because I, I oh, let me go and do this. Oh, I can get you know Afterpay. Then it's only a quick fifty payment or fifty dollars a payment, and you don't say that bad. And then yeah. you sitting there adding up all these fees and stuff. Like wait, 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 wait hold on. Hold on. <laughs> That's it was why I do group be hundred, and now it's a hundred and fifty. Where did the extra fifty dollars come from? Right, but that's how I do group orders in my head. I'm spending less money, but if I look on it on a great like a bigger scale, I'm still paying the same amount of money or even more. But at the time, it's all about that delusion of me making a deal, and I feel like that's really what K-pop is. is. K-pop is about the delusion, and yeah. I become more delusional. <laughs> <laughs> I I spent money on concerts and things prior getting into K-pop. I yeah. think I spent I spent over a hundred to see Logic. I did his VIP, and at that time there was no meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Um, the last tour I went with him, and I got a sweatshirt, a skateboard deck, and a backstage tour of Ooh. Barclays Center. Oh uh, uh, wait, wait what? <laughs> yeah, I got a backstage tour. Yes, and it was given by his DJ. Um, I mean, so, that's kind of right. Yeah. And I spent maybe I spent like maybe two hundred for that. Yeah. I have not spent that kind of money yet for K-pop in the sense of tours and stuff because one, it goes super fast, and it's left me kind of shook. I'm scared to buy concert tickets. Look, honestly, I want right. you to stay in the mindset you have now because getting <laughs> front. Second row, front of you in the front of the pit, whatever will ruin your life. I'm not I saying I don't still go to concerts buying the cheapest tickets. I still do, but when it's my boys or my girls, she gonna spend the hard time accepting. No, you don't. Anything I want, less. I want my life ruined though. Like I need. I <laughs> it's like already ruined. It, it truly is. But the, I mean. The problem- I was gonna say the problem with this though is the stigma that like yeah I spend my money and I'll go to concerts and stuff but that you actually get backlash for people being like oh my god she's going to another concert and I'm talking about other K-pop fans wow yes. you can afford to do this wow you could do that oh my god yes, so, for that money for your own. Yeah. 
it confuses me though because people are like oh well obviously somebody gives her money obviously her parents will i'm like i am a 28 year old woman that's the thing remember not everybody knows how old you are they're assuming right. that all k-pop fans are under 18 Age. yeah but, See, and this is where it goes to my fight with people about, oh, you're an adult. You shouldn't stand K-pop. Guess what? My adult ass will be sitting there with my paycheck and paying my <laughs> adult money for my concert tickets in the front row because right, I don't have right. to ask for permission to go to these concerts. Just like I can fly my ass around the country to go see a group because I can. <laughs> I think, I mean, that makes a good point because when I was younger, there was so many concerts I wanted to go to. But of course, I had to ask my parents. And what did they say every single time without nope. fail? You got concert no. money? That's <laughs> right. what they said. <laughs> so I miss a lot of people that I wanted to see, like Brandy, like B2K, uh-huh. like NSYNC. Like oh, I'm so mad I missed NSYNC back then. I want to see everything. And now that I'm an adult and I finally, you know, got over the hump of like, okay, I'm older. I'm going to put myself out there with my K-pop love and just go. And I was like, why didn't I do this before? I had money since then had money. And I could have been living my best life in my 20s going to all these concerts. But it was just more of like, I didn't have a community yeah. that supported that type of thing. And my my friends that aren't into it you know, it's like, well, why do you do that? Well, why do you see Meek Mill? Like, it's none of my business if you want to see that man. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, you know? Um, so it's kind of weird how we're in a position where, one, we're fully out there and relishing in our love of K-pop, but, like, we get backlash for liking something, yeah, you that's, know? That's really confusing how we get judged for liking something, which is, I feel like, in the it's music music is music what's the difference Mm -hmm. like you said what's the difference between going to see a k-pop group versus meek mill or jay-z and beyonce those beehives spend a lot of money on their tickets i wanted to go see bruno mars and he was asking for like five hundred dollars and i'm just like no you ain't lying. Me and my sister wanted to see Bruno Mars at, um, it was like a couple years ago. And the cheapest tickets we can find were $1,000. Yeah. Yep. So where's the difference there? Like my cousin asked me yesterday, actually, she was like, I get that there's BTS and I get that there's K-pop, but is there a difference? And I realized there are people who just really don't understand what K-pop is. Mm-hmm. No. Because some people think BTS is it. K- All is K- K-pop. Like, They're like the only K-pop. Like, mm-hmm. they don't know that that's a group. <laughs> no, no. They're they the are the only K-pop. K-pop. There is no <laughs> B- there is no K-pop. There is only BTS. If you right. are a Westerner, that is what you believe. I had someone no. send me a picture of a group. I think it was uh, NCT. Oh, no, it was Super M. It was Super M. And they said, oh, look, BTS is on TV. I said, no. It was my dad. I said, no. That's no. There was um, it wasn't a family member, but people would come up to me and be like, "Hey, I saw your, saw your K-pop boys on TV. What's their names?" I was like, "I don't know. You haven't described them, so I can't." Can't tell you. Why are you gonna ask them to describe those Asian boys with the hair and the makeup? My friend was explaining what they look like, and I was like, "Oh, that must be my sex." And it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're like 
they're like that that BTS stuff. And I was like, have you heard BTS? No. I was like, well, how are you comparing them? So, well, they're, they're K-pop. I was like, and Brandy and Monica are R&B singers, but you don't call Brandy Monica, do you? Right. No. So people, it's it's a lot of facts, but, you know, sometimes people just don't want to accept them. I'm going to start saying Nicki Minaj and Little Kim are the same person. (laughs) If you are going to compare BTS and Monster X or God 7 or NTT or any of them or Twice and Blackpink, if you're going to say, oh, yeah, that group, they they all the same. I'm going to start saying Little Kim is the same as uh, as Nicki Minaj. I'm going to be honest. Let's no, oh, go okay. even further. Be like Dickie Chicks and Lady Antebellum. Same thing. <laughs> First of all, I thought they were the same thing. <laughs> Wait, isn't Eminem and Ludacris the same person? No, Eminem and the Machine Gun Kelly, same person. Ah, oh yeah, yeah. Yes. those two. And, yeah, and that's Jay-Z. how stupid they sound. Daisy and T Diddy the same. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. The yes, they have a lot of money and they're black. I mean, they yeah. sound exactly the same. So. Um, of course, money changes relationships, and we kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, but well, like, many more problems, <laughs> more K pop, more problems, more like it. Yeah. Um, communities, I think, really transformed my relationship because it used to be I don't want to call it a secret, but that's the best word I can use to describe it. It's like I just kept it to myself for so long because like I could never find or like I rarely found anyone who was interested in it. Mm-hmm. And then um you know me and Marie found each other through Amino mm-hmm. and we had a, a really close knit community, right? Yeah. And it was good. It was great. I I didn't really engage in other, I guess, other communities to understand like you know, people hating or all that stuff because we were, even though we were in GOT7, a chat, a GOT7 chat, we did talk about other people. You know, we oh. talked about BTS, we talked about BAP and and just kept like throwing things out there and teaching each other about the groups that we like. So when we came out of that, right, and started, I think Marie started diving into Twitter and then I, I was like, oh my we God. We should have stayed in our bubble. <laughs> It changed it positively because I was able to meet more K-pop fans that were my age who look like me. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's three different levels. You know what I'm saying? Can I I say real quick since you said that? Yeah. Yeah. That was my biggest surprise with getting into K-pop was that there were so many black women that were our age that were into K-pop. That shook me that the group we had out of the seven of us, five were black. Yeah. So really? that was yep. by coincidence, no yeah. one, no one's profile picture was them. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's interesting to me because there have been many a fandom I've been in where it's like I go into a room, I'm literally the only black person there. Like a lot of my Twilight friends are not black. There are a few of us, mm-hmm. and sometimes I don't know. I don't want to say there's like a distinct separation when you are in a fandom and there are no black people, but when there are, it's just, there's just something like an extra layer of connection there. Yeah. Well, because you can kind of joke about things on a non K-pop level and people will get it and relate it to K-pop and they will get it. 
You know what I mean? Like, I remember making this comparison, like, not all Black people are the same, right? Or people of darker skin that of African descent are the same. Because my African friends don't understand jokes that some of my Black American friends are. Right. So I kind of kind of take the same thing as, as like, being Black in K-pop. They're on a level. You can relate to anyone who loves this group, right? But, like, putting the Blackness in it... <laughs> Right. It takes it to a whole new level because they're understanding a part of you that has nothing to do with K-pop. Like not everyone is going to understand when you say that um, Mark Lee is invited to the cookout, you know? Right. Even saying that, and which this is one of the things of like this community sharing has kind of corrupted the Blackness a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, is when people use those sayings now and don't actually understand the meaning of them. Like yeah, I've the colloquial had, terms. Right. They, 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 the, the cookout comment, you know, unless you know what that really means mm-hmm. and you're using it because you heard it in your group of friends, you could tell if that person's using it out of context. Right. It's like, why would you, that's not how this works. So it's kind of, you know, who's down, you know, who's not. Right. And, it's kind of funny how, I guess, me and Marie's case is how we all converged into one space without knowing we were looking for each other on that extra layer. Like, I just mm-hmm. wanted to have older fans. Like, I was just like, I will accept older. Because yes. the chat wasn't about being any type of race. Nope. Just anybody and, over the age of 18 because right. we did not want chilling. <laughs> yes. And so finding out that most of us were Black, and even the uh, two women that weren't, still were on the same level as us. It just, because Southern people, to some extent, have a little, you know, oomph on them. But Mm -hmm. um, it kind of, it made my experience more whole. And I thought to myself, the reason why I didn't find a community sooner is because they weren't, like, it wasn't ready for me yet. The people Mm -hmm. I was looking for haven't found K-pop yet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. And so... Now here we are. <laughs> yeah. How many years? Three years? Almost Three years. four years. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's been that long. I know. Yeah. So wait. So wait. So Marie, you've been into K-pop for since 2017. About yes. Okay. So do you feel that since coming in, do you feel like you've missed out on things? I missed out on some great groups. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's I don't know I don't feel like I've missed out on too many things I feel like I've been able to make my experience as whole as I could because I'm not mm-hmm. lying when I got into it and I started talking to the girls and everything like that I like when I do things I hit the ground running so that first year I went to nine eight or nine concerts mm-hmm. and I was like okay I'm gonna I want to go see what this is all about like I was buying Monster X tickets not even knowing who Monster X was yet because I was like well I like this group maybe I'll like this group not realizing that until I got to Twitter that there was a divide in multis being multi and that it was weird to be multi. I just liked the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think I missed out on a time where K-pop wasn't so derived on needing to stream or needing to only stay on your favorite or needing to like, there's just so much fighting. And I think there's, there's always been fighting. Themselves more so, not saying it didn't happen, but no one was going around like, Ugh, you like EXO and BTS. They were just like, okay, whatever, girl. Yeah. And so <laughs> right. I think that, that's the thing I, I kind of wish I was around for when people were just like, oh, you stand here, you stand, that's cool. 
And like, I know there's always been fighting. There's always going to be fighting. That's just how fan wars are. People are. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like I came in at the time when it, it wasn't that bad when I started. It, it, it got worse these last two years, last, last See, year, last two years. Mm-hmm. See, me and you came in around the same time because I started, yeah, 2000, end of 2017. And a friend told me, she was like, because I only was in drama. She was saying, you're going to get into the K-pop. And I was like, nah, nah, I don't need none of that. I don't need any yeah. of those problems because that's mm-hmm. all I kind of saw mm-hmm. is, you know, I didn't see how things were now. Wow. You know, non K-pop fans or as Twitter people call them, the locals, the locals, the, the <laughs> locals know about us, but it was just something very underground in a sense. Mm. And I'm of? assuming when Marie, um, Tandy, when you were in, when you got into K-pop, it was still more of a niche. Oh, it was absolutely a niche. Like when, when I heard, or when I came into more stuff and I found out like through um, different, I guess, I don't know where I found information because I wasn't always on YouTube. I wasn't always on Tumblr. Like I just randomly got tidbits here and there. So when I heard like, you know, Big Bang doing a tour or something like that, I'm like, wow this is amazing. And no one knows about it. I'm just, I'm by myself. I don't know nobody in my neighborhood, nowhere near me, young, old, whatever that I can speak to. And then coming to find out later that there was people like that. I just didn't know where to look because I'm not a social media type of person. So I missed out on finding a community sooner because I just don't, you know, I don't, I'm an internet person, but I'm not a social media person. Like if I meet you through a community chat or something like that, or through playing video games, that's different, but I don't keep up with my social media. I don't put my interests on social media that much for you to be like, Oh, I found you through social media. So I missed out on a lot of different events, but I also had the lens where I didn't see issues because I wasn't in any, in any community. I just listened to the music and enjoyed it. And celebrate it in my own way. So I think, I guess out of my experiences compared to you two is it was the most pure, didn't have any like, Oh, I can't believe this is, this is trending. I can't believe blah, blah, blah. It was just, it was just music to me. I didn't have anybody telling me any hate until I decided to be more vocal about liking it. And then also when I think 2017 is literally when everything kind of just escalated for me as well, because that's when I started getting, I guess, um, in your late twenties, <laughs> <laughs> you start having a mid 20 crisis where you're trying to identify who you are as an adult. Mood. Yes. And so I, one of the things I wanted to do is find more people who had similar interests to me. Yes. I have, I have interests with my friends, you know, in, in my own life, my high school friends or some of my college friends or whatever, but this was different, you know, like I needed a group of people I could talk to about this, whether it was going to be dramas, whether it was going to be K-pop. I just, I just wanted to talk about it. And so that was one of my missions as an adult. I still want this to be a part of my life. I need to find people who want to celebrate that with me. So that kind of spiraled me into learning about the other aspects of K-pop that I didn't know were issues. So fan wars, that's always been a thing. But like, I didn't know how deep these things got. Sasangs always knew that they were anti-fans in any type of music or entertainment, right? 
Mm-hmm. Didn't know how deep K-pop was. So that was my learning experience is taking, it was like popping a cherry. Like it took my innocence away from just liking it on surface level because it's music and I'm a music lover. Mm-hmm. More so getting into the entertainment aspects of it mm-hmm. and like seeing how, one, how different their entertainment culture is from ours and how people interact within that entertainment culture as fans. Um right. And again, it was still a safe space for us when we were in Amino because we yeah. got to talk to each other. I was going to say, that's how I thought it would normally be was how yeah. we were with Amino because we talked about any group. Oh, you guys hear about this? Oh, you see this? And like, it seemed normal until you leave that space and it's not. Right. And even if like one of us wasn't into it, that person just wasn't talking about it. They didn't say, oh, right. I can't believe. Oh, they were just like, oh, I don't there know about this. I'm just that. Yeah. So, and I think I'm unfortunately, unfortunately, the catalyst of the change was BTS. And my relationship with BTS prior to early 2018 was still low key, just fun, you know, like really innocent fun. I knew that they had some type of weird beef with EXO fans, but I was an EXO fan. So I was like, well, I don't really care that bumped that, but it just started to snowball, I guess. And instead of it dissipating once it hits a wall, it just broke through the wall and got bigger. Mm-hmm. So more and more fandoms um, started not hating against each other, but finding reasons to put their group on a pedestal and bring other groups down. Yep. You know what I mean? So it, it kind of got, it got messy as 2018 to now. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's through. still completely a mess. A hot. Yeah, it's uh-huh. even worse. And it kind of pisses me off because... One of the things I'm I I miss about K-pop is the rawness sometimes of idols that we don't get anymore because people are afraid of cancel culture. Yep. So they can't do anything. See, I didn't understand. So I guess I want to say for most of when I first got into K-pop and then 2018, I kind of lived in my own bubble of like Tumblr and Twitter of just Tumblr. being happy <laughs> and um, listening to music, supporting my faves, which tend to be, you know, no less than 25 groups mm-hmm. um, <laughs> at a time. And I was just living my best multi-life. But, yeah. it was, but the moment I think it really changed for me was when I started watching awards, uh-huh. like the Korean award. Like I, I'm a, I'm a person. I love entertainment. Prior to me falling into K-pop, I watched every Oscar, every SAG award, love mm-hmm. movie, Emmys. I, I was here for any type of pop culture nugget I can get. I was a sponge. So when I found out that. Korean K-pop had awards. I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna be here for it. And it was <laughs> it was when I started ignoring sleep and waking up yep. at two o'clock in the morning to mm-hmm. watch something illegally being streamed yep. <laughs> in a language I can't understand. And, but you're still gonna watch it. Right. <laughs> and I was I was living for it, but because I had faves going against faves. Mm. I honestly was kind of the first, the first mamas I watched was 
was it that two, 2017 Mamas? It was the last Mamas that SM had artists there. And oh, yeah. That, I think that was, I want to say it was 20, late 2017. It's not 2018. Yeah, I think. Right. But, yeah. That, that was my first Mamas. And I was so amazed because I got to see EXO. I got to see mm-hmm. BTS, NCT. Mm-hmm. All these collab stages, I live yes. for it. Uh, the yeah. collab stages but, are the best, right? Like my favorite collab to this day is the um, rap stage with Jackson, Juhan, Mark Lee, and Vernon from Seventeen, and they're doing um, a song from "Show Me the Money" with Dynamic Duo. Um, I need to go watch that after we're done. Okay. I and will send it to you because I have it downloaded on my phone. That's how much I love that yeah. stage. Um, but again, I was bli- I was bliss, I was ignorantly blissful because I didn't understand that along with all this fun things that were happening, there was that evil darkness of the fans mm. or just like Oh, um, yeah, EXO doesn't deserve this date, da saying or bo saying or, or whatever saying. And at the time, I'm just like, what are what? y'all talking about? Right. Like, I didn't understand the concept. And then I found out, oh, you basically, if you're at the awards, you'll get an award. It's kind yeah. of like a participation award. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and and then that's kind of where things started to change for me. I'm like, oh, so none of this is really on actual merit. Yeah. No. Honestly, you hit that. The the first time I watched it live, um, and I watched it red carpet, it was with a group of girls that were in a BTS Amino. And it was a, a red carpet where they were showing everyone who was showing up, blah, blah, blah. And then one of the girls made a joke. It's like, oh, so all these people are going to get an award. And I'm like, huh? So we started watching the show and I was like, oh, yeah. And then, yeah. And I remember the R&B category. It was like three people or two people. And Hayes was the only person that showed up. And I was like, oh, so she's going to get the award. And then she was called. And I was like, oh, so you just come because you won? I thought this was more like this is really based off of your the best of something. You know what I mean? Right. And it kind of hurt my feelings also when some of the awards went out and weren't showing certain groups. For instance, mm-hmm. Shangri-La to this day should have won so many awards for the production of that song, mm-hmm. right? By oh, Bix. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I think that year. I think BTS had one for was it Save Me? I don't know, but the both songs are really really good. Uh-huh. But it was just something about Shangri La. I was like, well, why wasn't even nominated? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I was just like, well, maybe there's a lot of K-pop videos. But as as it goes on, I realized like, yeah, this is just kind of like another for show type of thing. Yeah, than right. It really yeah. means what like the oscars used to mean it's like yeah. the wizard of oz like the curtain it's the, the, the man behind the curtain is <sighs> not a wizard as you thought it's just this yeah. old bald weird little man and that's <laughs> kind of what at that point and it i'm kind of sad because it was pretty early in my k-pop journey, journey mm-hmm. that i i figured out this and 
it makes me nostalgic for a time when I shouldn't really be that nostalgic because in the sense of things, I'm a baby. <laughs> yeah. Compared yeah. to some of these. <laughs> it just depends on relative. Because I could have also been considered a baby based on the way I viewed things. I wasn't in a fandom. I didn't care for fandoms. I didn't care to know everybody's name. I just cared what's their next release. So when right. I started knowing more about them, I felt behind because I'm like, oh, I didn't know as an international fan that I could get all this information. I've never looked it up. I've never even had the urge to look it up because I just thought God 7 is God 7. Big Bang is Big Bang. And the only reason why I know certain names is because they were on shows. And so then I got to know them, I guess, organically is the way I would put it. it I didn't uh-huh. force myself to know more. And now we're in a position where like, we have to know. This group's coming out. We need to know everybody's name, what their position is, and the type of music that they're... It, it kind of takes the... I guess my innocence left me with K-pop in 2017 because like, I felt like, not a fake fan, but someone said That's, not a true fan. I was going to ask, do you I ever feel bad? That you don't know yeah, all that? All the time. All the time. Because of how long I've listened to all this music, I just never think about it. And so meeting people who do know everything about someone, I genuinely love all their music. And they'd be like, well, you didn't know that he did it up. Or you didn't know that they, or this happened to him and this how they formed. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was a prerequisite to loving them. Do you feel, just, the, do you feel the same way about... Uh, western artists like if they have a group and you were listening to a song you're like oh i love this group but you didn't know the members would you care no because no. it's the same i consume k-pop then the same way i, I consume western music if i mm-hmm. love someone i add them on my list and I just continue to listen to their music when they have new releases to this day one of my favorite groups or bands is little dragon um oh yeah i just Absolutely adore them. I still don't know any of their names, but will I go spend some money to see a show? Yes, because they're super talented. And it's not about like knowing what year they were formed and when they did this, blah, 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 blah. It's more about like, do I want to support their music? And I do. Um, And yeah. I think that is so smart because... I've realized sometimes when you oversaturate yourself with information, the music gets lost Yes, because there are people out there who know everything about a group. Mm -hmm. But if you ask them like, oh, so what's your opinion on their XYZ release? They're just like, it's amazing. I'm like, so what's amazing about it? Like, yeah, they can't tell you what's amazing. They know that, oh my God this person saying this part and it was so amazing i'm just like but that's not telling me anything about the song yeah that gets me a lot when it comes to people who they'll just automatically say something is great because it's their group but no, it doesn't make the song great because the, like there are some songs from different groups um like there's some songs from bts i'm like eh, it's not my favorite got seven there are definitely some songs where i'm like eh, I'm, a, I'm a question but i know y'all didn't choose this because jyp y'all be here making y'all do stuff but like i'm like why but there are fans who are like die hard, and if you don't agree, oh, this is amazing. Then you <laughs> I are not. I give you a real good example. This is one of the first times I felt terrible as a Got Seven fan. People were like, it was a poll. It was like a couple of songs at the time. Seven Four Seven was out. This is just before 
the look album right and it was like what is uh-huh. your favorite got seven title track and they listed a whole bunch and like i want to say 80 percent of the people chose just right <laughs> i i honestly was I love like that song. <laughs> I love no that it's a good song but it's not my favorite title track and i will never yeah. choose that uh-huh. i get how popular it is but it made me feel bad because like there was comment section. So I wrote, you know, the reason why it wasn't one of my favorite, like my favorite. And I can't remember what I had put, but it definitely wasn't just right. I was just shocked at how many people said that that was their title. And then this girl wrote under it, or I'm assuming it's a girl wrote under my comment under this poll saying that, um, I'm not a true fan because just right. Isn't my favorite. And I'm just like, I didn't know that was their criteria of being, their fan there's a lot of songs of got seven that i personally don't care for mm-hmm. but i grew into my relationship with them was so organic that i feel like a lot of the things that i like i can say what i don't like if they ever met me and asked me what song don't you like or what song have i ever made fun of what song any of that i will tell them straight up we gonna have a conversation about shopping mall okay because i just think it's <laughs> shopping mall is the best no that no, i need to know why it, i need to know why that song was written okay so the I remember mall. dissecting those lyrics and i was like hold on but i'm your shopping mall you know what i mean you have to have a sense of humor with your groups as well yeah. everything shouldn't be as serious and you have to have a sense of of um i can't think of the word it's not you got to be able to differentiate what you truly like. You have to be subjective. Yeah. Be subjective. You have to be honest. And bro, and if we ask these groups, they're going to have songs like, nah, I'm never doing that again. Right. Like, if you can't drag your faves, who can you drag? You know? Right. But also, okay, so this kind of goes into um, another phase that we should talk about briefly. Uh-huh. Um, news and gossip. And I know that's changed me because I didn't care for it. And again, coming into communities, I was exposed to where to find news and gossip, right? That changed me because I learned things about some of my faves that questioned if I should like them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm like, I didn't know this information before. And I spent all this time learning their music or loving their music and then finding something let's let's say it's problematic in, in general. It got me conflicted. And I'm like, can I even say I like this person? Can I even say I like this group because of X, Y, and Z? Now that I know this information, you know, how does that make me like how do I proceed? You know what I mean? And then also learning how divisive fans are when it comes to quote unquote scandals is another area that changed my relationship because some things I not even some most things don't even care that it happened. It happened. Mm-hmm. We're not here for that. We got to know them because they cute and they can sing and dance, not because he went out with some girl and now they're broken up. Like that that has that doesn't have bearing on, you know, their music. But when it's something serious like Sungri and um Big Bang, not saying that I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about him. Does that change your relationship with that group? Now you know who that, how that person interacts. And it's like, I spent all this time, which I normally don't invest in like my Western groups or European groups or whatever. Spent all this time. And now that I find out you're a scumbag, 
how do I, I'm, I'm conflicted. You know what I mean? I was conflicted yeah. when Chris Brown and Rihanna had their situation. I still don't listen to Chris Brown's music. I don't care. Don't, I don't go for the man. But everybody was just like, oh, let's forgive him. And now in K-pop, it's like, you can't forgive him. It's the complete opposite. They they dropped uh, some gum on the sidewalk. We can't forget him. He, he, he was loitering. Like, ugh. cancel the whole group, kick him out. Um, I can actually remember the first time I had those conflicting feelings when it came to scandals, news, and a group. Mm-hmm. It was when Jayun and Johnny still hosted NCT Night Night. Mm-hmm. And they tend to sometimes listen to Western music mm-hmm. on there. And Jayun, they were listening to the anime song. I think that's how you say his name. Anime Caroline. Um, it was Amine. That's his Amine. name. Yeah, Amine's Caroline. Um, at the time, I didn't know the song. <laughs> what and, song? I now love it. Well, I <laughs> love him as an artist, yeah. but continue. <laughs> um, people came for Jayon because what? they said he said the N-word. Because in the song... He says it a lot, yeah. Yeah, and Jayon is an English-speaking idol. Mm -hmm. So people said he should have known better, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And as a Black person, I felt conflicted because at the same time, I live in a city where I see a lot of non-African-American kids Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. using that word. And I ride the bus every day going to work. So, (laughs) So I felt conflicted because... I'm like, mm-hmm. one, he's young. He's mm-hmm. two, it's, you know, sometimes I'm I'm in a minority in the sense that sometimes we can't fault everyone. Yeah. That says mm-hmm. it because yeah. we yeah. as people put it in our music. Yes. And want it to be massly consumed. Yes. So I was I was kind of on the fence about this. I'm just like, hmm. Could he have like not done it? Yes, but 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 you 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 said something that relates to you that isn't everybody in. Let's just take America's experience. Uh-huh. Both you and I, Emory, live in areas where it's multicultural, and uh-huh. the people that are around here around here will say that word, yeah. and their friends will not be like, "Oh, I can't believe he said it." Like, right? I remember. I think middle school was the first time I heard the Spanish kids say it. And like, they, they all just said it together. And I was just like, Oh, oh okay. I don't personally say it, right? but I mean, whatever. It didn't hurt. It wasn't, you could tell it wasn't in a derogatory way, but right. then when you get in the grand scheme of things, not everybody lives in metropolitan areas like we do. So our experience with certain things that are deemed a certain culture is not the same. Like it blends more here. Like everybody's just a more of a melting pot. So him saying it, it wouldn't, especially if you truly just aren't like aware of the context, just because he speaks English doesn't mean he was taught the American history. That doesn't, the, those, those are the same thing. So if you hear this song, let's say, let's put it in this context, you're learning Korean. You're learning slang words and you find out a slang word that means, let's say, you think means bitch. But then you said it on something and someone's like, that actually means blah, blah, blah. And it has a history of, and you did it. 
it's somebody else's culture. You, you didn't mm-hmm. take history class to learn this word. You're like, hey, let me get this a shortcut or this is in a song. So I'm going to say it. But then when you say it in real life, like you're saying it out loud to that culture, it may mm-hmm. mean something totally different than what you learned it to be. In his context, it's in a song. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But the viewers, it's their life. So they're they're being upset or I can't even say all the viewers. Some of the viewers find it upsetting because it's like you should know better because, you know, English. But you also that's like saying you're learning French in school and you're going to learn everything about French so that you don't ever say the wrong thing. That's not how learning a language works. We we do stuff all the time that we probably shouldn't say that in that is in K-pop. I know React and Discuss has opened my eyes up to a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> of how they put words together. So it's, in that sense, I can't fault him. See, but that's the thing. The thing that that drives me crazy is that was like my first time seeing it, but now mm. it's every day that someone yeah. is canceled and and I'm seeing because I have a a list on Twitter and I check it every morning. It's my K news list. And I have places like Soompi and all K, all K pop on there. And I'm constantly just kind of like keeping abreast of things that are going on. Mm-hmm. And it's like every other day, someone has done something wrong to upset people. And it kind of annoys me with K pop in general now because I feel that something that is okay that necessarily won't get looked at twice here is looked at there under a, a microscope. Yep. Yeah. Like, yep. and then there are times when people do things that are problematic and to us, but not necessarily to Koreans and people don't, look at it like exo cbx they had for their blooming day comeback they did a v live and they were playing around with makeup and chen had drawn like big lips and he called them kunta lips and everyone wanted to cancel cbx and i'm just like and I did my research. That is a term that they use out there in Korea. Yeah. And but it's and but I I I guess like that. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna let you continue. I have a thought about that. No, I'm just saying that it just seems that people aren't this. They're not separating what they want to cancel or what they're canceling people for now it's just like you do anything we're canceling you and right feels- without finding the context like right or without you know i get it let's say the jason thing he can apologize like hey i didn't know but that should have been the end of the conversation give him you know let him do mess have a mistake once you know what i mean like, mm-hmm. he's not on the pulse about everything that every idol does wrong so that he doesn't do it wrong. That's not his job. His job is to it's be an idol, yes. to be a dancer, to be a singer. Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying. Like, the also the cultural context. That was a good example. Kunta, we know, especially as Black Americans, mm-hmm. who Kunta is <laughs> <laughs> and why that will bother us. But mm-hmm. if it means something different in 
in Korean culture, first we have to educate ourselves on what that means and why it doesn't bother them. Uh-huh. And then then make a, dis- a, a decision on does it still bother us? Because it's not fair for us to put our own meaning on what they mean it by. I think it's their culture. I think a good version would be the one with Stray Kids recently, mm-hmm. where he dressed as the cartoon character who was the Ajuma. And it was literally a, he looked just like the woman in the cartoon. Everyone said, uh-huh. no, that's a black person. That character that they're using is based off of a black person. But if you're no. growing up as a child in Korea and you see this person who is a Korean Ajuma, who is a that's what she look like that's what and that's what you think it is we can't just automatically assume oh he's being racist when that character that he's basing it off of is a korean character right and so and they even said that in there that that's what he was that's what he looked like and everyone's like no you can look at their expressions they knew what was happening they knew i'm like you can't say what they knew because you're not them you did not talk to them uh-huh. but when they say what the character is based off of and yes we may take it differently but if we saw that character, how how do we know that doesn't represent a Korean older woman when mm-hmm. I've seen Korean older women that look like that, what that cartoon character is? So, Absolutely. I was so, cracking up because I was like, yo, but they really do look like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we took that in a different way. And that I have to say, this is something with Americans and people always say, you know, you guys think everything's about you. We don't always think everything's about us, but a lot of people do. Um, and it yeah. is hard when we can't always put our our connotations on things because some people from Africa might not find things that they're doing as inappropriate, but in America we do because of the history. The Sam, yeah, so it's really the, hard. The Sam Okri thing with uh-huh. the with the um, Ghana pallbearers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he found great offense to that, and I'm like, okay, but and I was like. I also found offense to the whole blackface thing, but mm-hmm. when I delved, when I dove deeper in behind it, the actual pallbearers had no problem with it. Mm. Yeah, they thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, they thought it okay. Yeah, you're celebrating our culture, so we have to really think about things, and that's why I call a lot of these stands that are on Twitter and instagram and things like that they're fake woke they just want a soapbox to stand on to see who's going to speak louder it's all if you're not if you're going to stand for something truly stand for it don't fake stand and you want something another person that just had something that just had something today actually jay from day six he Uh. has having contradictory feelings with people or people having contradictory feelings with him about being a twitch streamer and so a fan posted a meme and i finally found the the dang video meme and it's uh it says international my days and then it's a girl getting her head slammed against the table and these it's a cartoon thing and it says korean my days and it was something about um that's how we feel blah 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 and jay did not find that funny and he's he's been known to call people out on their bs he does not care and so he called them out on it saying, I don't want to see this. I think this is disrespectful. This is rude. This is not what I need to see. But people are mad at him because he retweeted that. Even though they posted on his thing, he retweeted it. And they're like, no, you should have known better. Because now that girl is being bullied because of your fans. This is your fault. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, hold up, back up. Like, we, I respect idols that will call you out on your BS. Uh-huh. because i don't care if you're 13 years old you're 30 years old if you're posting that there's going to be repercussions and so i don't understand this culture where because the idol said something 
that he found disrespectful that was posted to him and he said it how people are going to cancel him saying that was inappropriate that's i guess that is what i was saying earlier it's like the the rawness the i don't want to say unfiltered because k-pop is a product but there was a difference in how people carried themselves the reason why i i fell for jackson and in turn fell for got seven is how he carried himself on roommate and could be himself Uh you could tell he was showing himself and now we're in a position where you could tell that there's a filter like it's right. really hard to see, you know, even on their lives that unless they're just done with their company or, or they started their own or whatever, um, they hold back doing certain things. And we're also, I don't even want to say we, because I don't think us here at Connected do this, but other fans contribute to them holding back is because someone's always out to get them. And when you're on the internet, everybody thinks their voice counts. Let me tell you something. Not everybody's voice counts and you should not always say what's on your mind. Think before you speak. Think before you post on Twitter is what should be on my t-shirt because people (laughs) say things all the time and then they want to take it back. But it's like, no, you typed that. That Mm -hmm. wasn't you talking. You typed that out. You had time to not send that. Literally, so you done the that. think and post, and you right. thought about it, and you thought it was okay. Yeah. Freaking Twitter right. has a character limit. You have to think about what you post on there. <laughs> also, people people mm-hmm. have this sense of ownership. Yeah, I guess because oh. K-pop is a product, a product, and mm-hmm. it's something that is given to us in a mm-hmm. sense. So, mm-hmm. like, like I buy my album. That album is mine. I purchased it. But those people who are on that album are not mine. They're not right. mine to say and do with. What? So, when I bought the album, I didn't buy ownership. I'm sorry. Yes, you have you do not, stake. You do no. You do not own Nam June. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> but but I bought the poster specifically with him on it. That, that was the whole point. I think this is a really good leeway into. Did you ever consider leaving? k-pop not listening to any more k-pop no and can you at this point i consider taking a break um i took a break i consider (laughs) taking a break because i felt overwhelmed yeah in the sense that and i felt and recently actually i felt very overwhelmed because i didn't know there was a thing such as um release season like certain mm-hmm. times of the year when everybody <laughs> has a comeback. Yeah. Um, I guess that's what we're in right now. And yeah. I felt super overwhelmed because being a multi, I couldn't keep up. And then yeah. I, when I first got into it, I, I didn't know what V live was. And then mm. a friend told me about it. She also told me not to download it. Um, <laughs> I don't listen very well. I'm stubborn. And now I literally wake up to a hundred notifications every morning and I just hear it. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know. And I I when I first got into K pop, I did everything. I watched almost every episode of Run. Whoever was doing a live, I was watching it, even though it annoyed the hell out of me that there were no subs. Still, I was like, I'm support, I'm a support. But after a while, I was just like, This is too much. This is yeah. consuming it's my a life. Wear and tear. Yep. Right. And so I said to myself, you know what, maybe I should take a break. But at the end of the day, I've thought about it before. I'm like, am I in this K-pop shit for life? 
I guess so. <laughs> uh, what about you, Marie? I don't think I've ever thought of leaving, but I mm. have for sure lessens the amount of time. Oh, that's kind of a lie, kind of thought. I've lessened the amount of time I spend on it. Um, not that I've actually lessened it because this is now our business and I spend a ridiculous amount of time on it, but for personal consumption, I've lessened it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I used to, I would make sure that when the run episodes came out, I was always watching them. When a new video came out, and yes, most of it's about BTS, but when any new content came out, I would be the first one to be like, oh my God, did you guys see this? This came out, this happened. Mm-hmm. But that obsessiveness can literally just eat you up without realizing it. Like, I love them to the extent where my, like you said earlier, my sleep patterns were horrible. I'd stay up for their award ceremonies, be up until five, six, seven a.m., get an hour of sleep and go to work. Like I couldn't, I, I don't do that anymore. So I've never really been like, oh, I'm gonna leave, but I have been like, I need to control, Reassess. Yeah. yeah, what it, what is important. Like it's okay if I don't <clears throat> watch it immediately. Even now we do music video reviews, so that means sometimes I gotta w- wait a few days before I can watch a video. Like, mm-hmm. and it's okay. I don't I don't feel bad anymore about it. I think that's what mm-hmm. it was at the beginning. I felt like there was a certain way you had to stand. Mm-hmm. And I don't uh-huh. feel that way now. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, they they'll love me no matter what I like. They'll love us no matter what you do. If you could stand, if you could listen, if you can't, like they they're yeah. they're human, they get it. Um so would I, in the future would I ever leave? No. I don't think I can leave this. I, I got a tattoo on my arm. I'm stuck. I'm branded. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did leave once, but not because like they did anything. It was just the same reason. I was overwhelmed and watching K dramas and then go and listening to K pop. It was just get- and then I was learning Japanese, so the combination wasn't great. I just was like, I need a break from all of this, and it also sucked because it was also a point in my life where no one had this interest, so I was just doing it alone, and I couldn't just talk about it with somebody. Um. And I wasn't looking for that person through, you know, online means. So for a year or year and a half between like late 2015 to late 2017, I just missed a lot of things that happened. Um, and, and, and not just it, K-pop and K-drama, it's both realms. Um, and then when I came back, it was even worse because it's like, I didn't know, I thought K-pop was going to have the same kind of continuation it was a lot more groups a lot more stuff that I had to get myself into but then um I needed that break to assess how I would consume it and just you know figure out what I wanted from that point on now when I saw this video last year it was me and Sam that watched it but it was this girl who talked about I'm not consuming k-pop anymore and I was curious because her channel was based on talking about K-pop. It wasn't reactions, but she did, you know, makeup looks and uh, talked about dramas and blah, 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 blah. And she was like, I'm just done with K-pop. And her reasonings, I get it. It didn't make sense to me, but I get it. I get why she did it. And she says she's not going to listen to anything further. What she fell in love with before, so from this point before, right, earlier, is everything she'll remember. She'll keep her albums, blah, 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 but she's not doing it any further because uh, one of the reasons was problematic idols. <sighs> I was just like, okay, girl. But I was like, well, would I ever come to that point? What would make me go to that point? And the only thing I can think of is a deliberate 
like violation of myself, like something that I wholly identify as. And it's happening K-pop wide, not group wide. I can cancel a group. I can stop listening to a group. That's no issues there. My ears don't have to hear it. It's more so... (laughs) I will close my ears. (laughs) It's more so if all of, you know, Korean entertainment had did something to make me feel like I I don't want to engage with you anymore at all. Not in business, nothing. Do I think it's going to decline sometime? Yeah, because all of us are older um, fans. And I know for me personally, I recognize talent, you know, real talent, real rap, raw, everything is great. But I also have a problem with listening to really young artists sometimes because at the age that I'm at and they're so young, it's like, dang. And I really did listen to like, let's say shiny and Tay men being really, really young. But at the time I was young. So I justified that the age gap wasn't that, you know, that far. So it's not a big deal. But now when I look closely for our business at ages and stuff, I'm like, wow, I'm going to wait today an adult. Cause I feel like some type of way <laughs> listening to such young groups, especially like I have a conflicting feeling with um, how, younger idols are treated, you know, underage idols. So I I guess like, I don't think I'll ever leave. It will just come to a point where it's business only. It may come to that point where it's business only. Uh Also, what has changed is I used to listen to, I love Spotify. If y'all ain't got Spotify, y'all tripping. Anyway, Spotify (laughs) has a lot of music and um, I love the suggestion pattern that it has for certain uh, K-hip-hop or K-R&B, uh-huh. right? Or even in general, my R&B music is because uh-huh. of Spotify told me about it. Um, I'm using the K-pop section, like, suggestions less and less because uh-huh. we seek it out a lot more. I, I tend to not listen to K-pop um, on my Spotify, like, when I'm going for a run or like in the shower or something, I, I kind of just go back to like my Western music because like, I feel like I'm, I don't want to say giving, not giving equal time, but it's, I'm missing something that that type of music gives me. You know what I mean? That's the reason why I fell in love with music. So I don't you want to fell in love with hip hop. The, the, consumption has changed. I'm not going to leave it. It's just, I know even as we grow as a business it's going to transform, but I'll never, I don't think I'll ever leave it. I'll probably be one of those grandmas in K-pop. We're going to have matching grandma shirts. Yeah. Grandmas for K-pop. Or what was it? Grandma for Yeah. I'm going to be on great auntie for, because I ain't got no children. But <laughs> auntie for K-pop in my seventies and eighties, God blessing. Um, but no, you mentioned listening to Western music. I've had multiple people come to me and say, "Oh, do you not listen to any of those things anymore, or do you not watch any um things anymore?" And to be honest, I don't. And th- and it's not because I don't like it. It's just because I feel overwhelmed in this Korean side of things that my mind just can't handle all of it. And 
that's I think that's when the breaks start to come in. Um, because I went last year, I actually went to a non K-pop concert. I think I went to two of them. I went to Jonas Brothers and Demi Lamore. Demi Lamore. Demi Lamore. Wow. Demi Lovato. <laughs> Who is Demi Lamore? I don't know, but it's a new artist now. Demi Lamore. Come assume. Um, and I have to say, Jonas Brothers was probably, if not my favorite concert of last year, mm. one of them. Just because the energy was mm-hmm. insane. But mm-hmm. um, I don't find myself listening to as much Western music anymore. And I kind of miss it. But at the same time, it's not, not all, all of it's good. Like, I don't listen yeah. to current Western music. I will Absolutely. go back to my 90s R&B playlist every day. Every day. But... Um, like I've had friends actually get upset with me. They're like, "Oh, did you not watch the last season of Grey's Anatomy?" I'm like, "No, but did you see that Korean drama on Netflix?" <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, "Here we are." I think I separated. I've always separated K-pop from Korean dramas. Like, if anything, if anything, I will drop K-pop for Korean dramas just because okay, that's no, what for started real, I will me. Too. Same. I I, I think I could it. go without the music. Well, yeah. actually, no. Uh, no. That's a, you know, that's to the point where it was when I first started. Because I can't completely give it up, but I can tell you, like, the emotions that I get from K dramas and like the completeness of it. Mm. You know, whether I like something I or not, it. I just enjoy it a lot more. And it in it's a it's a talking piece like we make music talking a talking piece but it always doesn't have something to say but you can always like watch a drama and be like girl you are you on episode right. 14 yet oh lord and then have that conversation about it you know what i mean um but i'm with you on like current music but in a different way i've never been the type of person with my western music habits where my stuff is mainstream if you go on my Spotify, I have a lot of art. I introduced to Marie and Sam artists like they probably will never hear of unless I sent it to them. I'm a I'm a R and B. You're a music junkie in gen- in general. She yeah, got general. you need music. You tell her the type of stuff. She got I I got you. She's yeah. that she's that dealer that you need. <laughs> so it's it's. I think I'm good. I found what I liked in Western music, whether it's in German, whether it's it's in English, in Spanish or whatever. I, if I like something, I'm going to put it on the list and I don't have a limit to what that is. It's just it's just so happening that Korean artists are having are a, a renaissance <laughs> in their music. And yeah. so that's why I'm captivated. But there was a time where it was dry and I wasn't interested. And I just went back to my default setting, which is R&B, whether it be alternative, hip hop, rock R&B. The R&B in general is just my realm. So, yeah, K-pop, I mean, it'll still be there, but I think it's going to it's going to transform again. The one thing I don't like about K-pop that other music has is consistency in 
the music that they produce. K-pop is all over the place sometimes. You, you go to one album, it's a rock album. The next album, it's an R&B album. The next album is, is a pop the girl crush album. It's too, it takes you so many different places. And uh-huh. it's kind of sad because like you find a sound, like say EXO is like one of those groups that has a sound, they stick to it. And uh-huh. it it's no one else. Like there's not a lot of groups that do that. They just try so much that it's hard to be like, I'm going to recommend more than this album to you because they uh-huh. switched it up and they switched it up again. And I get, it's like more of an experimentation drama, a drama genre. But it also sucks for someone who like, like I like to find an artist that has a specific sound. And when they give me more of that, not saying that they don't experiment, it's just not so drastic each album. Also, K-pop produces so much music, like each artist a year, uh-huh. that it's kind of, um, it's overwhelming. I was just thinking about Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. He's one of my favorite rap artists, right? He don't mm-hmm. really put out a lot of music like that. No. I'm okay with it. I love what he put out. <laughs> so K-pop is like, well, we have to have two, six comebacks this year, two single albums, too many albums, one full album. I'm like, dang, like, I mean, just put I, it. We need a combination I mean, of between Blackpink and BTS. Where Blackpink <laughs> does something every two to three years. BTS does something every one to two six to three months. months. <laughs> So if we get a combination between the two of those, it'd be a great time. I would time say GOT7 is a good example. We get two to three things a year. Not 2020 GOT7. because No, 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 no. I'm talking about last year was... Ooh, last year was a lot, though. Last year was good, though, because but, I feel like we had something at the beginning and towards the end. It was kind we, of like... We had a major one in the beginning, a repackage in the middle, and then a major one at the end. Wait, and that's wait great. what did we have from GOT7 last year? We had Spinning Top... Call yeah. my name. And yeah, present, that was, at the end. was I present? No, or, that was pres- no. Present you was last, present you. was twenty eighteen. Uh, the yeah. end of twenty eighteen. All, all my stuff is blurring together. I know that's another thing. So much. It's again. It's so saturated. <laughs> it's so boring. I'm like, I'm like, why can't everybody be like Adele? And every time a relationship ends, you get to do or, Yo. but the thing also you were saying how k-pop is inconsistent with um their sound i also feel like they're inconsistent with their longevity because i don't know i just feel like every time i get into a group i'm scared it's going to get disbanded like i got one word i got one word or two words wait let's see if it's the same word go ahead one two three super junior you didn't no. say it with me. No, because that's not what I'm talking about. Because Super Junior will never die. <laughs> Even though they're not a lot of groups, they they keep my faith that the right. groups I love will be a ne- the next Super Junior and they will be here forever. I, no, I no. My sadness is I got into a I got into a new group called My mm-hmm. Teen. and I love oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, I'm see. And that's how I feel about one team. I don't think one team is going to go away. I don't want them to go away. But if they don't have the popularity that they need, then their company is going to want to disband them. You know what I mean? Right. It's not up to them. It's up to the company. And And the company's like, you're not profitable. We we don't want you. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, if you're not BTS, if you're not doing BTS and 17 numbers, (laughs) then what, what good are you? I'm like, but 
I'm over here and will give you my doll hairs to give me content. Okay. (laughs) So um, all the things that that all of us have went through in K-pop, is there something, what a name one thing you do for K-pop, you accommodate for K-pop that you don't do for any other type of entertainment that you consume? I was going to say isolation. Isolate. Wait, explain. So isolation in the sense that I will live in my own bubble Mm. and forget everything else that's going on. Mm. Like, I think there may have been a time where I've canceled plans because <laughs> I had to watch something. I feel like, like that's happened. Like real me. life plans. Like I was supposed to go yeah, to dinner no. or mm-hmm. and I think I think it's not necessarily a good thing. I mean I'm a I'm a natural flake. Um <laughs> that's a Sagittarius <laughs> to me. <laughs> but, that's understandable. But the I I sometimes put K pop in I don't know if this is an accommodation, but I put it on a pedestal in my life. Like sometimes it comes first mm. and I don't think it necessarily should. Like I will be like, yo, do I need to eat or do I need to buy this album? I mean, I can overdraft and go get some Dunkin' Donuts. I was <laughs> 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 so, like, I can eat, I can eat. Um, some peanut butter and jellies for a month. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I need to get this concert ticket. So those are the things that those are the things that I've done. I've put my real life and sometimes my livelihood on a back burner to satisfy my obsession. Yes, addiction. Yeah. What about I you? I said sleep jokingly, but um, honestly, learning another language for it because. Mm-hmm. I was I like learning languages anyway. I should be practicing Spanish because my parents are gonna. Oh, sorry, my mother is gonna disown me. But um, I actually wanted to learn Japanese, mm-hmm. and after giving into K-pop, that switch, mm-hmm. and my focus was even though now it's for the business and it's for just languages. I feel like if not for K-pop and K dramas and stuff like that, I'd probably still be studying Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting that my whole thing switched towards that. And that Mm. and traveling, because I don't think I've ever traveled for like their concerts. Oh, it's not in my city. Oh, well, I hopped on the plane to see the same concert three times in three different cities. That was literally my answer is going like I I live in D.C. A lot of stuff comes here. But K-pop, they think that everybody on the East Coast lives in New York. So or Atlanta. So when. Oh, yeah, Atlanta. If it's like a, a smaller group, yeah. When Guy Seven wasn't that big, they came here. When Super M came here, I was so shocked. I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. They're down the street. But it rarely ever happens here. And it doesn't happen more, yes. But when I got into K-pop, it rarely happened. So my option was take a flight to Atlanta or drive to New York or take a bus to New York. So I... <sighs> The bus rides to New York and back <laughs> being up really, really late. Cause like, you know, the routine is you go see some, whether it's in New Jersey or Brooklyn, where yeah. the show is usually at. Then you go out to K Town 
You're up yep. till like two, three in the morning. Then I miss my bus. So I have to pay the extra five dollars <sighs> to get on the other mega bus to take me at four in the morning. And you know, next thing you know, I'm sleeping next to somebody's kids on the way back to my house. Like it's is it worth it? Yeah. Is it annoying? <laughs> yeah. Have I done that I, for anything else? No. Like there's lots of groups in soloists I would love to see. And they'd be in like the like the closest city would be outside of my state would probably be um Philly that a lot of R and B or like a lot of acts go to, right? That's that's uh-huh. a short drive. I could drive to Philly, but I didn't do it. But as soon as I knew <laughs> NCT was going to be here or VAV was going to be here, I'm just like, oh, okay, well, that's just a, you know, a quick bus ride. Tandy, it's not a big, it's not a quick bus ride. I, I psyched myself out. I probably did some shoddy homework just to hurry up and finish it so that I can enjoy my weekend with these concerts. You know what I mean? So I, would I do that in the future? Yes. Um, <laughs> it's become a part of my life. Um, will I start doing it for my other artists? No, because I know they live here <laughs> and they travel here. <laughs> so that's the thing. Yeah. They, all the, these other American mostly artists are from here. So you're like, oh, I'll get to see them again. But Honestly, with- I am mad at myself for some of these artists where I said that and then they just they let they stopped doing music or whatever. And I'm like, I'm a dumbass. See, I I said that about Justin Timberlake and I oh, I ended up going to his last tour. Tickets were behind the stage, but I didn't care. I was like, I need to see him live. It's going to happen. So I made it happen. And I saw him on his birthday. I think it was last year. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah, at Madison Square Garden for a show. Yeah, (laughs) it was no, it was actually a reschedule of a reschedule. (laughs) The concert was canceled a bunch of times, and but we ended up going, and we had like box seats. It was great for like sixty bucks. Um, but if if that hadn't happened, I would have in my mind, I'd be like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. But when an artist from Korea comes here and there's a chance of missing, I'm, I'm devastated. Mm-hmm. Like I cried tears over mm-hmm. these people who don't know me. <laughs> or, like, all they know is I'm no. a code in a someone's <laughs> spreadsheet of how much money I spent. That is what I am yeah. to yep. These people, but I'm sitting here crying because I'm like, I'm never going to get to see NCT perform Good Thing live ever again. <laughs> and that's the thing. We're, we cry because some of these groups are going to come back, but the crying is over. I'm not going to be able to see them perform the specific song. It's like, right. Because yeah. they don't always, yeah, they do their hits. Right. But they like, don't always do the my, songs that you want to hear on the b-side my regret in life is that i didn't go to that monster x concert and saw destroyer live this, i mean oh my, look <laughs> we can't talk about this right now because i have a lot of feelings about a lot of concerts i couldn't but, see I'm but with, i it's it's with our accommodating we yeah, we, yeah. but i'm we with you to. on the i'm with you on the traveling thing because i necessarily don't leave the state for a show because again i live in new york like you said most things come here yeah you so got, y'all got the, everything the most i would go is to jersey but one time 
Monster X was playing Jingle Ball. And yeah. at the time, they were not on the New York roster. They were and what, Boston? No, they, they did New Boston, but the closest one to me was Philly. Yeah. So I was like, I got to get it. I got to get these tickets. I got to see them. Because at the yeah. time, I hadn't seen them before. Yeah. I went to the show. So all these other artists, they put Monster X last. And I'm like, well, I got a bus to catch. I almost, luckily, my, but my Greyhound was late. But I'm literally oh. outside of the stadium. Because I'm not going to leave until Monster X leaves that stage. <laughs> like, I don't, there's no, oh, you got to leave early to get an Uber. I could not get a car to save my life out of that stadium. And um, they're smart about that, though. You see how oh, they yeah. put Monster X last. They did the same thing for BTS. I'm like, because you put them in someplace that's the, towards the beginning, half your stadium going to leave. Yep. That's the same thing with 88 Rising and having Jackson at the end. Jackson, Jackson was at the end. Well, he didn't even, he wasn't even there. That's a, that's a different story. That's, we don't even know that story. Yep. <laughs> if I ever get to meet Jackson, have that's a one-on-one conversation, that is one of the first things I'll ask that man. What happened? That's all I want to know. That's the only question I want to know because he still works with 88. He still does stuff with them all the time. So why didn't you come perform? Like, you know, it's okay. I was at the stage too. I fought to be at the front, but it's okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We Whatever. Okay. So we know how our relationships have started and the things that we've gone through. K-pop has put us through some shit. Let's be real. Um, I don't think I've ever been through this much shit with any f- <laughs> fandom I've ever been in. Um, or at least this much dedication, I should say. Um, what is your, what do you feel like your re- relationship with K-pop is now? Like, has it grown or has it taken a step back? It's definitely transformed. I could say for all of us, it's transformed into something we didn't think it would be. Um, but like, what is it now? It, it's a lifestyle kind of for me now. Oh, I Before, like before <laughs> it used to be like, oh, I'm going to listen to this music. Oh, this is so cool. Now I like it's a part of my everyday like mm. it's bra- i branded it on me it's on my arm mm-hmm. um i and that's something that's permanent like that will stay with me forever if i stop listening to k-pop it's i will still have a part of it on me but it's something where i check to see kind of what's going on i want to know the updates is there new music i'll listen to it, it there are certain songs that if i'm feeling down i'll go to like mm. it's not just and it's our business like it's something we yeah. literally created the yeah. business around and mm. we have to look at it now in a different light than we used to look at it it's not always mm. just for enjoyment it's yeah. for other purposes so it's literally become a part of my everyday life where mm. me talking about k-pop is a normal thing and if people look at it weirdly or oddly it's now to the point where people who know me they're like oh yeah that's her business that's what she does she oh she's mm. the K- if they see something k-pop oh she's the k-pop person not in like a oh she's the cave like she listens to k-pop no they, <laughs> she listens to the k-pop she listens to those just to those boys like it's come to the point the where chinese people boys. well people at work <laughs> the chinese boys people at work will be like oh yeah i saw this i saw these k-pop things blah 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 and they'll ask me questions or if mm. they have questions about something they'll ask me because like oh yeah she knows that's what she does um, yeah so it it stopped becoming a hobby and something i was just interested in and it's now something where my life is literally kind of revolving around it in a way um mm. so it, it it's now become more of a lifestyle than just a hobby um Thank you. i guess for me i'm still in that in-between place um i've it's in my life i tend to 
never do anything half-assed, at least when it comes to our Love it. We love it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you I've spent thousands of dollars on Twilight things from conventions to products and things like that. Um, I'm kind of going that same route with K-pop, but for me, it's it's a little personal because Mm -hmm. um, I got into K-pop Okay, I might cry. This my first podcast and I might cry. But um I got into K pop after my mom died. Oh. Um I always kinda had stuff and my mom always kinda was with me with those things. She was very mm. supportive and things like that. And to go back to those things, like they had too much memories. So K pop and K dramas was something the first thing post my mom's death. So, um, I went in full force with it. So now it's kind of, it's part of me in a, as in, I don't want to call it a security blanket. It's helped mm-hmm. me a lot through grief. Um, I feel like I'm doing pretty good when it comes to K-pop and the Korean side of things, because I haven't lost any friendships. So um, I feel like when you start losing friends, that's when things get a little rocky. But um, I see it more. I see K-pop as something, like you said, as a business, it's something you can grow from. Mm. So um, K-pop and K-drama and all just Korean culture in itself, it's something that um, can aid you pushing your life forward because I haven't learned a language since Spanish in college and I didn't do very well at it but here I am (laughs) trying to learn Korean um here I am pushing myself out of my comfort zone for something that brings me enjoyment and that's kind of how I view k-pop even though I'm a little jaded because like I said the curtain is gone and I see what it is I see it I see K-pop for what it really is. It's a business. Yeah. And I know yeah, all mm-hmm. they want is my money. But if all you're going to take is my money and give me this enjoyment, I'll be okay with it. So I will say my my relationship with K-pop is complicated. If we were yeah. Facebook official. <laughs> um, I, I guess it's... It's helped me back to that midlife or that mid twenties crisis thing. It was one of the first things that I realized, like I knew this was going to be something that I wasn't going to just have stop having an interest in. And, you know, there's certain things in your life that when it come when you come across it, um, it stays with you forever. And this was one of the things that helped me to do or go through a transformation process where I became the person I always wanted to be. And I I can't say like, it's the music that made it that way. It's just the experience of like being firm about something that most people don't really care about and me liking it and sticking to that. And so when people ask about it, defending it and, you know, usually I would just be like, Oh yes, you know, yeah, I do that. Okay. Let's talk about something else. And now I'm like, yeah, I do like that. I do do that. And it was just at a point in my life where I was trying to figure out like, who is Sandy from here on out? 
And I guess K-pop is is like one of very few things that stuck and then just snowballed. <laughs> <laughs> so it also gave me, although I've already had some of these through other means, it also gave me um, adult friends. And mm. what I mean by that is these are the friends that weren't, you know, you went to college with them. You went to high school. It's not a job. Like I met you through a way to a different means than most people meet most of their friends. Mm -hmm. And we didn't know anything about each other, not even our faces at one point in time. And it didn't stop us from growing together. And that, um, I guess this intertwined with K-pop. And so it means a lot to me Um, because it was one of the first times in a long time, especially from coming from a person who didn't have a, or still doesn't have a traditional college experience. I didn't have the experience where a lot of my friends met most of their other friends in college. So it was the first time I was able to meet people that I could speak with on not just K-pop, but like just adult things in general Mm -hmm. and then not being tied because I met you at my dorm or I met you in my class. Like I didn't have that. So um, my relationship with K-pop is, it was a kind of like a friend, that shows you new friends, you know, that friend would be like, yo, you'd be really good in this group. Yeah. You know, I have this group of friends that you'd be hot with. <laughs> you should go, you know, you should be friends with them. So K-pop that, was it, the plug. Yeah, he, it was the plug and the socket. So, <laughs> um, and that's what it is for me. It gave me clarity. It, it helped me to be stronger in the things that I find value in whether or not people in my life that I find value in them have to value that too. Like, I don't care that my friends um, that live near me, let's say that don't see K-pop the way I see it. I don't care. It doesn't change the way I feel about it. Um, But I'm also glad that I do have friends that see that value too. So, and then also Marie's my business partner. So we kind of, yeah, (laughs) kind of stuck together. Start together. I remember when I first approached her about doing it, she was like, Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I think she thought I was joking too. I was like, Yeah, let's go. That sounds great. <laughs> I've never had anybody like really just hear me out and just be like, You know what? You're right. But then low key, we're, we're kind of the, same, the same person. person. Literally. So. We the same thing with Korea. All right, let's go to Korea. All right, let's go. And I don't know if she thought I was joking or not. Let's go. Like, we're going. <laughs> and then we, we follow through. Uh, then yeah. We had other people on the plans. It fell through for some people. Things happened. Yeah. Others happened. I said, we still go into a career. Yeah. I don't care. We're going to get there. At one point, we were like, you know, we don't got time for this. We're going to find this Airbnb. We're going to figure things out from there. And yeah, we're going. We, it, we're, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's weird because I think um, people use their high school friends as their friends for life, right? Um, Uh I like that I met you guys through different means because that means you don't have a basis of what other people know me as, what you knew me as when I'm younger, you know me as a person now, and this is the person I'll be for a long time. Like your high school self is temporary. Your college self is temporary after those experiences, because those are temporary experiences after that, this is the real you. So having friends that are seeing you for who you really are right now. And then they're still your friend. Wow. What a concept. Yeah. <laughs> what a concept. So yeah. Um, that kind of ends the podcast for us. I know this is a long one. It's definitely a long if, one. If you stuck it through, 
you the real one <laughs> and we appreciate you. But also, I think it's a necessary conversation for a lot of K-pop fans who've been in this for um, at least a year to think about how they feel about it now, because we all come in with those, um, you know, high hopes and dreams and excitement and it gets shattered by a lot of things that we didn't know was going down. Um, I think the landscape of K-pop now, it's kind of different when people come in because... Because I'm not going to go into that. That's a whole nother podcast. Um, But us talking about each one of our journeys and how we still converge together is pretty interesting. That little elements were the same, but it isn't the reason why we came together. It's just, it was kind of outside of K-pop that we realized that we were compatible. Like there were certain traits about you, Nikki, there were certain traits about Marie that was like, oh, I need to get to know this person more. And yes, the added bonus is K-pop because that's what brought us together. So, all right, Marie. Yes. Where can they find us? Well, there's a lot of places you can find us, but the main spot (laughs) all of them will link to is (laughs) K-O-N-N-E-S-T. Y'all, I can't speak, okay? English is hard. hard. English English is hard. (laughs) Words are difficult. Okay, so where you can find us at is K-O-N-N-E-C-T-D-E-N-T. If you put an app before that, you can find us on all our social medias. If you put a .com after that, you can go to our website and it has all the information about us, what we be doing. And if you want to join our discord the link is at the bottom of that page we also have on there our connection blog because you guys want to know what we know we want to let y'all know what we know so hit that <laughs> blog up if you want to see the kind of, some of the stuff that we're talking about also we have our key shop our connected shop the place to be to get the best k-pop any type of merchandise that y'all be looking for no really though we got some really cool stuff so y'all should go check and we'll out. have more stuff coming soon so yes definitely y'all, bookmark it y'all ain't ready for what's about to go down Yes. And uh, if you haven't seen us yet on our YouTube right now, it's Reaction Discuss and Fanfic Friday is back. But we'll definitely add more content so that you can connect with us a little bit more. We love the connection. Get it? Connect? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, for myself, Nikki, and Marie, connected over and out. Bye. Bye.